Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 334. Uh, we're missing some people, mostly because OJ did go to Nintendo Live. He played Super Mario Brothers Wonder. He did some coverage there, which he'll probably have a video on that. I'll probably have a channel either today or tomorrow. But he'll be back next week to tell us about how Mario Wonder plays and all of this. So we'll, we'll have him back then. And Josie's actually sick right now, so she's, uh, she's under the weather. But we'll also be returning next weekend, although you'll hear her on on the game and talk podcast this week as well. She did record for that. Uh, and then Sean will be on at 10 because he's watching wrestling. So there you go. <laughs> that was his, that was his reason, <laughs> but I did, I did bring on our guest tonight because I figured he has the best grasp on Starfield around right now. And that is Randall Thor joining us tonight. How are we doing Rand? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Oh, good, good. Having 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 a lot of fun actually this week. A lot of stuff happening. A lot, of, a lot of time with Starfield, relatively speaking, considering it started playing like Thursday, almost at midnight when I was finally able to do so. But uh, I, I got enough time into where I'm I'm at least getting an understanding of the game. However, you've played a lot of Starfield. Yeah, I'm at like 90 hours now. I think right around there. Awesome. So you'll be able to give us a, a pretty good indication as as the game as as a whole uh, overall. So I'm excited to get your thoughts on Starfield, our impressions, basically your entire review almost. And I actually wanted to discuss some of the implications of this game with what we're seeing early on in some of the the sales figures because some of that is kind of transparent based on tracking on uh, certain certain charts and all this so it'll be interesting to go over that uh, we also have mvg modern vintage gamer here even though he did a podcast earlier he's still coming out still showing always, up tonight. always working man always grinding always making content that's how i roll all right great to be here good to have mvg here and then evan's here too oh yeah all right did you did you uh let me ask you did that code work for game pass i did not put it in oh because i know I, you, I, I know you wanted me to use it for starfield but then i was just like then the saves on that store and if i want to keep going or change to the other gaming pc it's uh mm, it launch it launches on uh the sixth so you have time to weigh your options <laughs> i mean it follows your your microsoft account that you sign into anyway all the time on your pc i, I hate that store <laughs> the save will follow you it will follow you but we uh like i said we'll have sean drop in at 10 he didn't play starfield anyway so who cares? <laughs> he'll he'll be on to talk about the PlayStation Plus price increase because there's a lot. Oh, that was that was a that was a big announcement for for, for social media. And uh, we also had the Mario Wonder Direct that happened with their interesting take on online and Volition. We'll be going over their shutdown because uh, it's kind of sad and it, it makes me wonder what's going to happen for a franchise that I've liked for a while. They attempted to kill and now I don't know where it's going. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll see but do we want to i mean do we just want to start with the starfield stuff i mean is that where we want to go we'll, we'll start with that first then uh, but i do want to of course remind everyone that the Spawncast network is alive and rolling rolling strong mvg with his ask a developer stuff going up which is really really cool he just got that yep. filmed and ready uh taking questions from the community over there for good, developers good questions, by the way good good questions about ask a developer not like not like you know just 30,000 foot developer questions, like real dev questions. So I keep them coming in. Okay. Get on, okay, get on that good, Spawncast good. network as well. Game and talk is going up this week. So a lot, of, a lot of thoughts on the bit of a turnabout with the Mario wonder online stuff. And then the direct Xbox going to have some, some coverage for a certain racing game that I may have posted a, a picture up 
on uh, online. So make sure you check out Spawncast Network. A lot of fun stuff going on there. And let's yeah, let's kick it over to Starfield then. Let's let's do this. So Starfield is out. Well, it's kind of out. It's out in early access. Dropped on Thursday night. Which, by the way, I like the the release schedule now that we're dealing with. It's not. I mean, for MVG, it's like five o'clock. But for for me, it's. I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually, because I actually, I thought this was coming out at midnight for a while. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, it's coming out at eight o'clock at night, Eastern time. So I don't have to do that thing where I sit around and wait. Much prefer it. I, I would like to see all these releases in the Game Pass, even early access, but just Game Pass with Xbox. Eight o'clock global release, that works for me. So I, I did my best to get as close as I could do at eight, but it ended up being later on. Uh, I got, it says right now, because when you save, you can look at your your amount of time you have into it. Seven and a half hours is how much I've played since uh, basic, basically Friday morning, I guess, kind of technically, but that's how much time I've been able to get into it so far. Uh, MVG, you played it on PC. Uh, I, I did, John. I'm playing it predominantly on PC, but I have the the X. No, I don't. I'm not running it on Steam. I'm just running it on you know PC, like via Xbox, whatever whatever they have. So I have actually played it on my Series X as well. Um, when I was like last night, when I was really tired, I just kind of got on the couch and started playing it. But yeah, um, playing it on both predominantly PC. I've got a pretty high end rig, so I wanted to try it out and see what it looked like and everything. I, I played it on the Series S as well, so I have some thoughts on that one too. Um, but Rand, you played it on the Series X. Yes, I played it on the Series X. Awesome. Okay, cool. And just to cover everyone, uh, Bethesda did provide keys, I believe, to the three of us. So yep, I'm going to go ahead and cover everyone for that now. Uh, thanks to Bethesda for sending those keys out. Although I, I got it like a few hours before the, the game was going live anyway. But hey. Uh, appreciate it to Bethesda for getting those keys out and all this. And Rand had it well in advance of the release of the yeah. game. That's one of the reasons he's able to put 90 hours into it now. So uh, Rand, I, Rand's got the uh, the Xbox executive team on speed dials. Hey. He, he just he just makes the call and he gets the key. And I was not I, I was not expecting to get Starfield. I didn't get Redfall. I don't know anybody at Bethesda, unlike and you know people I know at Xbox. So I was shocked when an email came in the day before, like a Wednesday, and I was like. Hmm. What could this be? I wonder, you know, so. I, I do want to point out also, I, we have some footage going for Starfield currently. Uh, this is footage I recorded from the Xbox series S. So if you're curious what it looks like there, I just kind of, uh, messed around. I was going off on one of the, I'd say the earlier quest lines. Yeah. Earlier quest when you're trying to go and get the artifact pieces, like they went over in the initial story trailer so that that's basically what you're seeing on on screen here which is going to play into some of the some critiques some uh, positives and stuff that i have for the game uh so far with my impressions uh, i do want to point this out though a uh, member for 50 months seven moments shout out seven moments do you guys think that michael pactor quote sony playstation is doomed and on the decline well seven moments i wanted to recognize that the 50 months for membership but we are going to we'll discuss that the michael pactor stuff i'll write that down with uh, the playstation section when we get to that later on because yeah, i also we, want to have rgt here for it too yeah we i want sean to address that question <laughs> yeah i want sean to address that question i got you seven moments we're, we're, we'll do that thanks all right so starfield it came out to an 88 on open critic 87 on metacritic sean is not here to declare victory so i won't do it for him uh, because it's an 88 on pc so he is wrong Anyway, the, uh, the Starfield Rand. Yes. How long did it take you to beat the main quest? 
Well, I mean, uh, I didn't start off doing the main... When I f first got the game, I, I didn't start doing anything in the main quest for probably 10, 12 hours. I was just doing whatever came my way. I, I didn't actually sit down to do the main quest probably until hour 15. I was... Because up to that point, you know, when I get the game and we had watched the direct and we had sort of seen... Uh, what it was but i didn't really know what the game truly was going to be until it was in my hands and i was like okay and there was some of the thing like initial disappointment maybe of like oh you can't really fly to planets like because i was kind of sort of expecting that to a certain degree oh interesting you know okay. what i mean like okay so can I, you know can i can i fly from the moon to earth and it maybe you can it just might take a long time so i was like okay how does the actual interplanetary stuff work and then you're, you're thinking maybe in your, in your head it's something different than what's actually presented in the game of really it's just a way to fast travel in between different planets and stuff. So, and then they throw you into the deep end. They give you all these, you know, they explain like, you know, the, the dialogue and the, they give you the, the, the tutorial combat and the tutorial space fighting. They throw you at New Atlantis. They start, people start coming up to you and giving you quests. And I just sort of felt like overwhelmed with the mm -hmm. amount of different things I could do. Um, and then probably my biggest nitpick reared its early head right from the beginning. And that's all the loading. Mm. Like it that, is constant. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. That was one of my, my biggest thing is it feels very disjointed because of that fact. Uh, for example, when I'm going in this building, I'm looking around right now. It it was basically to go in, it hits a load screen. To go out, it hits a load screen. So it essentially makes everything feel kind of broken up. It doesn't feel like one seamless, continuous world, even when you're on a planet, necessarily. Yeah, and that's... It, it, my issue was it... Even though it's fast, it's just it happens so frequently that sometimes it pulls you out of the experience. And it, and it like puts barriers in between the things you want to go and do. Which was, for me, as I explained in my video... I wasn't really playing Starfield to explore a thousand planets, right? I wasn't mm -hmm. looking to go build outposts or craft and stuff. Like I had a very specific way I like to play Bethesda games and that's do as many of the side missions as possible, the faction quests, and always the main story is always like the least fun. I think out of all, like you go play Fallout 3 and Skyrim and Oblivion. The main quests seem like an afterthought for the most part. I don't know if you guys would agree with me on that, but it always seems like, the best written and most fun quests are like the Thieves Guild. No, oh, yeah, everyone or likes some of the other stuff, right? Or being yeah. like um, the assassin and then going through and, and 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 wiping people out and that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, but like you know, I'm playing the game and I'm doing all these just kind of knickknacky quests, like oh, go here, do this, and get rewarded. And I was just kind of like, I don't know, I'm not I'm not feeling it, right? Until I started to actually. Um, I will kill you if you ever hear you talk about me again while I'm not here. Ooh. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. Wait, are you ready? Is AEW over with? No, I had to come on here because I heard this motherfucker talking shit. Hey, 80, it's an 88 on Open Critic. Say, did we say, oh, what's it going to get on Open Critic? No, we said Metacritic, 87 on the note. It's an 88 on Metacritic PC, yeah. No, we're talking about a PC version. We're talking about an Xbox. I watched a video the other day for starfield because the at, the time, <laughs> at the time 
that I made that video, Open Critic was the only place with scores up. Metacritic didn't put their scores up yet. I can't help it that they're a half-ass website. <laughs> Proceed. I'm sorry to interrupt. Hello, Sean, Sean's shoulder is well. hard in that goalpost, just shoving it across the field. <laughs> I mean, no, how, sir. it's got to be a good day. CM Punk's fired. Right? Oh man, fuck him! I'm so glad he's gone. Sean was like declaring victory over that big time. Like it felt like you fired him, Sean. It was. It was. It's a good look, man. Like you can't. It's CM Punk is like Eurogamer acts like a toddler <laughs> in public, and it's like you. Nice. Oh, they got him. Eurogamer for him. him. Oh and, no! Oh wow! The Eurogamer <laughs> ninjas. The Reed wow. Pop ninjas came and got him. Look around and find out, Sean. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> wow. Ugh. All right, then. Where were All we? Right. Right? Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Round two. What the hell happened? You were talking about your... They heard, they heard their name. Talking shit about Eurogamer. They, they came, came for, for you, you. What the hell? No, I'm just saying, you know, he shouldn't act, shouldn't act like a child, and he shouldn't reward childish behavior. So, thankfully, Punk was fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on, Rand. You, you, yeah. you, you were talking about Starfield. <laughs> so, ahead. you know, yeah, so it's like trying to understand the game, uh, dealing with the inventory menu, and every, I don't really like how the inventory is set up, personally. Um, it seems kind of just all thrown together, trying to... I always, like, miss, like, okay, where's the packs and where's the helmets? I always kind of, like, would go too far. Um, so I eventually started to more branch out, and there was a specific mo part in the game where... I was like sitting at like a seven and a half for the first five, eight hours. And I just wasn't having the best time. And partially it was because the missions they had you do in the beginning, like these little activities weren't really engaging. They felt like fetch quetch, which isn't what I want from Bethesda games. But then I had this really incredible, unique experience. Um, John and MVG, I know you played a little bit of it, but I don't know if you've gotten to the... Uh, the job boards they have in some of the bars. I um, haven't yet. No. No, not that. So a lot of so in the bars sometimes there'll be terminal boards where you can take on different jobs, and it could be like a bounty. Uh, you can go like hunt someone down. You can just oh, go destroy a crimson maybe, fleet. Maybe that's where I. Maybe okay. So when I went into the initial, the uh, the planet I just showed in the footage, when I went there, they had me go and do a bounty. To prove that yeah. I, I'm like part of that is, is are you talking about that? Yeah, like there's, that like, okay. there's like a there's like a terminal you can get, and yeah. a lot of the different factions have them, uh, Crimson Fleet and stuff, where it's like specific, but they usually are like, hey, go here and destroy this this fleet, go here get this bounty, deliver these things to this other planet, right? So I I picked a bunch of those up, and one of them was like, deliver this laser, like a long hauler, deliver this laser to this planet across the the universe. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And as soon as you travel there, you go through all the load screens, right? You land on the planet, it's complete. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go back to do whatever I want. But I, like, I was on a spaceport and there was this new area to explore. So I got out and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go do what I was doing. I'm going to explore this, this spaceport. This... And there was a couple missions there and it was all kind of fetch questy, right? Until I talked to this woman at a bar and she was like, can you go get my beer for me? It's in a spaceship up in orbit. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. First time I would experience like a, a ship in orbit. So I go up in orbit. There's this huge, absolutely massive derelict ship in space. And there's two enemy spacecrafts flying around it. So I get in a 2v1 dogfight and destroy them. And I, I actually really like the spaceship battles in this. Me too. And I, I dock with the ship. 
I get inside, there's enemies, but all the alarms are going off and the gravity is turning on and off every like 40 seconds. Mm. So you'd be going fighting and then suddenly you'd be floating in the air with everybody else with all the like cargo and then it would all drop because the gravity would come back on, right? And it was so damn cool. I was like, okay, this is the sort of thing I wanted to see from a sci-fi setting, right? Because you can mm -hmm. do these sort of things. And then I started to talk to people I knew playing the game, like my buddy Jez, uh, you know, Cognito, like a whole bunch of other people that were playing it who were even way farther than I was, and nobody had played that mission. Everybody was shocked when I told them what the mission entailed. I'm like, so you didn't play this mission? where the gravity was turning on and off, and they're like, no, that sounds so cool. And then they would tell me about some missions they had experienced that I hadn't yet. And I was like, okay, I, I, gotta, I gotta search more. But what I ended up doing was, that's when I, someone told me to join the uh, United Colonies Vanguard, which is one of the factions. Mm. So I did that, and immediately my perception of the game turned around because I already liked the combat. I, I felt it was, it was smooth. And the fact that the, <laughs> I'm saying that when the Series X runs it at 30 frames, but I thought it was, I thought, that, I don't know, MVG, maybe you can speak on this, but I felt the 30 frames in this game was, felt different than the 30 frames in Redfall. Like in, uh -huh. when I played Redfall, it was awful. Like I oh, yeah. wanted to throw up. But when I started this, I was like, hey, this is actually nice. Not saying I want to play the game at 30 because I'd rather play it at 60, but I was like, wow, this actually feels pretty good for the most part. There's only a couple times, but why do you think that is? Why, why does Redfall, why did it feel like crap at I 30, it, but Starfield, I, or Starfield feels much better? I think it's just frame pacing issues. Like I think Redfall was just kind of all over the place. Like I don't think it, like it, it had a solid 30 FPS line with any frame pacing issues. I think um, Starfield, at least from what we've seen, Digital Foundry and stuff, it seems like it locks at 30 pretty much all the time and it doesn't have any frame pacing issues. It doesn't give you that kind of jarring feel when you kind of move around you turn in a circle so i think ultimately they've just really dialed in the um you know the the, the frame rates really well mm. okay yeah. I, I figured it was because of the very they had like subtle motion blur and film grain in there they do have the motion blur on but i always turn motion blur off because mm. i hate motion blur um but someone uh I, I you can see it jump a little bit when you turn motion blur off but like i think i guess the smoothing the motion blur is adding some type of smoothing in there as well to kind of smooth out some frames. But I do agree with you, Rand. I think I think it, it's a very, very good 30 FPS experience overall. It feels it feels good. Yeah. And so then I, I I did the Vanguard quest and I loved it. I was like, okay, my opinion of this game's going up. And then I started the main quest. And I know Bethesda these games like main quest is nothing. But I ended up adoring the main quest. Like when I finished it, I had the hugest smile on my face. I, I went through the stages of like shock, surprise. I legit love the main story and I love so much what they did with New Game Plus. I think it might be I was gonna ask you about that, Rand. Without New without, Game without, Plus I've ever seen in without, a game. Maybe without, like near near automata, but without spoiling, because people are saying this, it, they're saying beat the beat the main story and then do more of the stuff mm. after that. Like that's apparently like a big thing is like go well, do that to get new game. I would plus. say play the game how you want to play the game. Uh, okay. Right. If you don't want to touch the main story, you don't have to. I mean, I'm playing this game different than other people because I don't care about exploring and I don't care about doing certain things. I was in it for the quests and mm. those side quests and that main stuff gave me exactly what I wanted more than I expected. It was so freaking good. I 
would get up every day, play the game for seven hours and try to think in my head, like, okay, where's this, where's the story going? And I was just so pumped to just continue playing and discover uh, what Todd and the crew had cooked over at Bethesda. Like I was not expecting something that good. And I was that. So like, I, I think I've gave the game a nine, but it's, it's based off the strength of the side quests, the main story, the the written dialogue right the choices that what you can say to them and then the voice acting just being sitting there having them talk to you and being immersed in the experience of this huge galactic you know uh journey you're on i i, I loved it and new game plus like i guess without really spoiling anything you take with you your levels and you lose mm. everything else Okay. So your weapons, your ships, um, uh, everything else sort of resets, and you can redo everything else um, if you want to. But yeah, so it's it's really surprising. I I, I, I talked to Gene Park about it, and I, I know Gene, he 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 loved the 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 main story, and I saw Greg Miller talking about how he's about to beat the game for a third t- time tonight on 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 New Game Plus or whatever. Hmm. Um, oh, wow. But, okay. Yeah, it was just something that just took me completely by surprise. And every time I talked to somebody, they they all had the same reactions to certain things. And it, it was the games just was better than I expected. And I'm and here's the thing: I'm not, I don't love Bethesda games, right? I I like them, but mm-hmm. I like them in the sense that like uh, they're maybe like mid sevens to me, maybe low eight, right? I I I don't really particularly care for Fallout very much because I don't like the post apocalyptic setting. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I didn't play Fallout 4. So my, my favorite Bethesda game going into this was Skyrim, which I played for some hundred hours, right? So my expectations were like, ah, you know, I'll enjoy them as much as, as these other ones. But I ended up loving this because I, I guess you can say, yeah, I am a little biased because I'm a sci- I'm a sci-fi nerd. I watch, I watch a lot of sci-fi movies, read a lot of sci-fi books. So yeah, you can make the criticism that some of the stuff in the main story is, sci- is sci-fi trope. Of course it is, mm-hmm. but I never thought it would. A- I'd actually see some of that on screen, and I don't know. I, I, I I'm I I love it. I don't know what else to say. I, it, I love the main story. I do mean, you like it, the, do you like the setting? Because it takes place what three hundred years from now. Yes, because I think you can do more in sci-fi than you can do more. I think you can do more in sci-fi than you can you can in post-apocalyptic or medieval fantasy. Okay. Cause it's, just, it does, it is in that setting where we've discovered how to basically bend like gravity and all of this, but we're not completely advanced really, really far. Cause I think that's one of the things they, I assume they struggled with, with the design because it feels like they wanted to try to keep this grounded in reality as much as possible while still giving humans the ability to be inter like stellar you- basically. Right. You mean you didn't you 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 weren't expecting to land on gas giants or walk on the surface of the sun? <laughs> well, I mean the fact that like people are are trying to figure out why they can't go from like fly from one planet to the other just in real time without legitimately bending uh, like like physics and jumping through wormholes essentially. And it No Man's Sky plays into that as more of a fantastical thing. Like look how fast your your ship can go and we, you can go between these planets if you want. I feel like like if, if you listen to that podcast that Todd had with uh, with Lex Friedman, he really leaned into the idea that we want this to be as real as we can like make it with obviously the idea that it's a video game and we are thinking 300 years in the future. It, it felt like they still wanted to lean into the idea of, OK, that planet is millions of miles away and you cannot go 
anywhere near fast enough to, to cross that space in a reasonable amount of time. But you can load there really quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think I think the difficulty is they're still using the creation engine. Obviously, that has its limitations. Even though this is an iteration, I think it's the 2.0 version of the engine. And I will say that aesthetically, it looks looks gorgeous. I think they did a great job enhancing the visuals of the game, especially on PC. It looks Sometimes I just I just stop and just look at the aesthetics and say, wow, they, they did an amazing job. But also it still is legacy creation engine type stuff where there are there is going to be a lot of loading screens. There there's not ever going to be that situation where you can fly seamlessly from one planet to the other. It's just not it's not something that you can do. So I think, you know, Todd, what he said on that podcast, he wasn't wrong, but I also feel like the limitations of the engine really you know, made it so it wasn't a seamless open universe. Mm. What, what, do we, what do we call this game? Is this an open world, open universe, open whatever it is? Yeah. I don't know if it'd um, be open. Like, I don't know, because yeah, it's thing, you, you right? fast travel basically. Point and click yeah. adventure. Like... <laughs> you know, I will say like, to me, this almost doesn't even feel like a space game to a certain extent. They're like, the places you're going on are other planets because I always did the shortcut of fast traveling to where I was going through the mission screen. So if if I'm on New Atlantis and it says it wants to go wants me to go to Neon, I just immediately would be like fast travel right to Neon and I'm on Neon. So to me, sometimes the game almost felt like we were just on an, a huge world and Neon was one city over here and New Atlantis was a city over here on the planet and mm, I was okay. just they That's just looked plan. different instead of like oh no Neon's ten million light years away. Right, because they give you the shortcut to be able to jump right to where you want to go, so it sort of loses that. Like, hey, I'm going on this journey until sometimes it does put you into space. Uh, but I mean, I guess how would you actually ha do the space travel and have it be fun? Well, so, you, you have know, to basically like, you have to kind of accelerate or shortcut it, kind of like No Man's Sky does, where hmm. everything feels pretty close together compared to what space would actually be. And in that instance, No Man's Sky is able to go, okay, surface to, to, to sky, to space, to space station, to other planet in a, in a faster amount of time than would actually be possible, right? But it's a video game, so it's fine. You just video game the whole thing up and, it, and it's more fun that way. But that's the, that's the part that got me when they started, because they talked about this before the game came out. And you started catching those little bits of, uh, oh, well, you're you just kind of go to the menu and you pick where you want to land and then you're there. And it, it seemed like they were showing off fast travel, but then it became, oh, no, this is the game. This is what you do. You just you jump around a lot, technically. And hold I, on, hold on, because this tamales guy in the chat will not shut the fuck up with this. It takes hours, but you can fly from planet to planet. Alana Pierce did it last night on Twitch. And that's how you know it's legit because it was Alana. Proceed. Wait, yeah, oh, she, if, okay, well, if she flew from one planet to the other, and technically, yeah, you can, I mean, t if you go to New Atlantis, you can jump off the top and skip loading doors that they have set up, so there's, it technically doesn't have to load it, if it, I guess if it doesn't have, like, it's not required, but I, that just, to me, once again, plays into the idea that they were, they really, they really wanted it to be, like, Todd, Todd is really, really into the space stuff, he talked about going to NASA and all these things to try to, trying to understand and get better grasp on all this but it's it's a video game you're allowed to hey your ship can go millions of miles an hour but it won't kill you so have fun <laughs> so, i don't know it's, it's not a big deal to me if you just video game the thing up some 
I mean, it is a video game after all, right? I don't know why people get bent out of shape out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, like you're allowed to do that. It's it's not a huge deal if uh, if you want your ship to go that fast, but oh, the G fours or whatever, whatever it is, right? Is gonna is gonna kill you. That's not. Well, yeah. I mean, the amount of people that were really upset that you can't walk the the circumference of an entire planet, I was just like, what? Like, what? I don't know. I just didn't understand. Like all the people that were outraged, like, what do you mean? You there's a border. I'm well, like, well, there's there's kind of a level there's kind of a level like, of it where when this was announced, it was open space RPG. The bar was already set. Star Citizen exists. Elite Dangerous exists. Uh, friggin' No Man's Sky exists. And then he gave us he gave gamers a thing that was like not there, and just was like, hopefully this works for you all. And I think, I think just, that's a bit of a disappointment for some people who already knew that that existed, but didn't understand the creation engine has its limits. So yep. And they never, like you said, Evan, they they never advertised that it was no. going to be like Elite Dangerous. No, they never or, did. Um, no Man's Sky. Because it, it's not that kind of game. So I don't know why people kind of got those impressions um, before that it would be something like this. You know, a lot of people would say like Fallout in Space or Mass Effect. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. and Rand, I, you tell me, but I, I at least from, I've only played about, you know, 12 to 15 hours worth so far, but... So far, this feels like Mass Effect to me more than anything else. Would, would you, was that was that a fair thing to say? You would think. Yeah, I got a lot of Mass Effect vibes, mm, and I love Mass Effect. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm st- I'm still feeling Fallout right now when I'm going through it, but I can see Mass Effect as I I mean when I see New Atlantis, I did think Mass Effect pretty quickly <laughs> when I'm looking at that, yeah. so I I get it. But it it just feels like they really wanted to lean into what they do best, which is that single player narrative driven experience with the. Uh, go make your own adventure kind of thing. And part of that was, well, you're going to fast travel a lot of places and that's just how it works. But I mean, they definitely lean into trying to make some of these areas look different than others. You mentioned neon Rand. Oh my God. It's completely different than any place else. And I mean, it is, it is uh, an interesting location, Uh, but the thing that's weird about this game is on one hand, I look at it. Like if you catch in just the right frame, I think this game looks incredible. Oh, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. beautiful. But then someone game. walks up to me and says, hi. And I'm like, what happened over here? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. There were times I was on a planet and I looked up and there was this other planet, like Saturn-like and blue, and you could see its rings almost touching the planet I was on. And it looked absolutely incredible. But then I was on Akili, which is like the Fallout City, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a group of... NPC standing around and I'm looking at their faces and I'm like, oh, are you ugly? <laughs> like, you really ugly. You know? I mean, that's kind of always been Bethesda's like weak point or like the NPC faces specifically. And they've gotten better, but they're still like trailing basically the rest of the industry <laughs> at this point. Um, but that's just, I guess that's part of their procedural generation, all these things they do to try to build this stuff out. That's that's something that's uh, still kind of lagging even, behind. But one of my buddies even pointed out to me, and I did see a video about this, that HDR is kind of broken on on the game. There's a mod on PC that apparently fixes it. Yeah, mods. So modders are already rolling in. <laughs> this is how yeah. it works. Modders have FOV sliders working. Apparently, there's wow. a there's. I haven't tried this yet, but I'm, I'm going to check it out. There's a DLSS implementation that's already been built for it. Um, so, um, for those people that don't know. They didn't offer DLSS on the PC version. It was a bit of a point of contention because I feel like 
there's some kind of marketing thing with AMD because there's only FSR and, yeah. and all that stuff on there. Um, so yeah, modders are already all over this. They're, they're already doing things with it. Okay, so I, I, NPC is terrifying, right? But I will say the gunplay is the best Bethesda's done so far. So I'll give them credit there. That it's, it's, it's not like Call of Duty or like Doom or something like that level, but it's, if you go back and look at Fallout 4 and then look at this, it is like night and day significantly better. <laughs> like everything feels a bit more accurate and certain guns i would say have that weight to it others i mean i guess they're laser guns so they wouldn't but so john and rand i have a question about the combat so i found and it's just me i'm I'm a you know I'm, i'm a boomer i get it i found that in third person I could barely control my weapon the way that I wanted to. It felt really off to me. But mm. as soon as I go into first person, interesting. I'm I'm like headshotting. I'm I'm you know everything feels good. I'm gonna feel that way. I have not played it in third person at all. Really, I, I I I moved the camera just to see, and I was like, okay, this to me is like. I mean, a lot of these Bethesda games for me are just first person games. I know you can go into third person like Skyrim and stuff, but I always kept the first person. But for me. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're going to have just more accuracy in first person in general, um, but maybe I'll try that. Maybe I'll when I'm done here, I'll, I'll I'll hop on and just see how third person combat is exactly. I've been playing I, it mostly in third person, so oh, I'm okay. just curious about okay. your thoughts. Rand, what are you doing I, with, with I tried I tried uh, both quite a bit and I ended up liking first person way more than third, especially for combat. I, I thought first person was way better for combat. Sometimes when I'm exploring like the bigger uh worlds i will go to third person just kind of take more more in to see more of everything but i prefer 90 percent of the time i'm in first person in this game okay i, I yeah. would say yeah it's just that's uh, that's just how i've always played these bethesda games first person i'm basically stuck to it now so i i do like the combat more the per, i i've been trying to use the persuasion system as much as i can and I was going through, I had to convince one person to like give me a map or something. And what was interesting was because in the beginning you make your character and you kind of pick out your origin, your backstory a bit. I picked one where I think I was, uh, I was, I was from one of the, the free star colonies or something. And that actually popped in during the persuasion and it combined with like an element to use that to convince them. So that, I mean, that was kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. It's a basic mini game, but it stuff like that kind of pops in occasionally and reminds me that, Oh yeah, the, the, the stuff I picked as my origin and traits do matter at times. So that was nice, but yeah, there are so many boss fights I was able not to do because I persuaded them out of it. Like that's oh. one of the first, first perks uh, I invested fully in was persuasion uh, for those that don't know, you can put a perk into it, but then to unlock the second level and beyond, you have to complete challenges. Yes. So yes. it's like, oh, I got to do complete five persuasion checks, or I got to do five uh, lock picking. Another skill I recommend, no matter what build you're playing, is weightlifting, because it's Bethesda game, and you want to pick up everything, and then you get oh, over encumbered, yeah, and people. Yeah. I didn't really like the over encumbrance in this either. Like I was like, well, are we still doing over encumbrance in 2023? Is this really a thing? Um, well, eventually I maxed that out and my character stop picking, stop picking up with those toilet plungers and those pencils <laughs> and those staplers and but, I, those... but I wasn't even I was picking up everybody's guns uh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so I could sell them and get money uh, I maxed that out and it okay. lessened it it was like 200 you can carry like 250 there's no level cap whatever it is no there is no I, yeah there is no level cap so you could carry a lot in your person you could trade with uh, the companion that's with you so if you got Vasco or Sarah or Sam and you want to give stuff to them, 
uh, you can obviously your ship has a cargo system uh it's you can put stuff in there uh actually one of the ships i got from completing a mission ended up having like 2500 uh well, i don't know the terminology they use like pounds or whatever it is uh which was way more than the 500 ahead of my my ship so i was just dumping stuff in there but for a while there it was like man i'm so over encumbered and it, it prevents you from fast traveling to your ship if you want to get back to your ship and your uh, your your oxygen doesn't re replenish, so you can run, but then you can't run that far because your because your O2 your CO2 level rises, and you you might like pass out and lose health. So you're kind of just walking slowly, waiting for it to fill up. I know that's kind of like a thing now. I I don't know. I I kind of don't like encumbrance. What do you guys do? Are you guys a fan? It seems like no. Just get I, rid of it. I hate it. I hate it. Like hate I got it. it. I got encumbered like pretty early on in the game. Like every fuck. game should just have the infinite yeah. backpack. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't have to be that serious. <laughs> you I can did, video uh, game it up. I promise. I did pick up a bunch of stuff on one planet, dump all the stuff I had in a room, and then sixty hours later came back to that planet and that room, and it was all still where I left it. Oh wow. Okay. Yep. So you, you, know? test, you you put it through its paces. Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean that's base. That's the idea of the system is that. You move something, you put it somewhere, it'll stay there. So uh, I, I guess we should very quickly explain for the the progression, the leveling. You get enough experience, you level up, you get a skill point. There's a whole tree. You pick what you want to put it in and the top layer. And there's layers underneath that that unlock as you spend skills on the prior uh, tree, the prior tier. And then you do a challenge to unlock the second level. So for pistols, it was... Okay, you have the level one. Now kill ten people with it. Then you can put a point into level two, and it'll maybe increase the the damage you do with pistols and and stuff. So it's it's basic in nature, but I think it works well for this. I do. I I assume your hit points and other things go up when you level as well. I, I yeah didn't check or look into that. I as didn't much. really. Yeah, they I'm do. not sure. Okay, they do. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, I, I think it's fine for what it is, and there the trees are interesting. There are some. There's I was looking on like kind of the third and fourth. But there's some good stuff in there. Obviously, I'm sure Rand knows, but yeah, I mean, uh, I I got a lot into the tech tree on the right. I loved after unlocking the target locking on the ship. I get into these fights and and the last enemy I would target lock their en engines, knock them out, and then board their ship oh, and steal okay. their ship. So I have a fleet of like twelve ships now. <laughs> that I can either decide to, you know, uh, take out at any time or where do you or take the ship to, to? Where do you take the ship to own it? You just you take it back to your like. So if you the, the game will tell you once you take over a ship. Okay. Uh, if you grab jump to somewhere or if you land on a planet, it instantly becomes your home ship. And then when you're at one of the ports and talk to the guy that can like, hey, you can upgrade your ship. You can from the main screen, you can choose one of the ships to be your home ship or whatever. So. Okay, wow. All right, I remember that. I might go on that tree at that side of the tree just so I can start getting shit. Yeah, target locking is pretty cool because you can you can target lock their their shields to knock those down faster. Um, there's one for like giving increased shields, which helps because there are some fights later on in the game in space that are tough, Re like probably tougher than maybe even some of the you know the battles on ground. Uh, when you when oh, you're okay. trying to do some of these fights with four. Uh, four enemies uh, dog fighting you. Mm. It, it can get pretty difficult at times, even on even on normal uh, difficulty. And they they do have like normal, hard, very hard, easy, very easy. You can switch in between if you're you know having problems or if you find it too easy. I know. Uh, I think Jazz was playing it on very hard. Oh wow! Jeez. Uh, so, 
Well, I mean, it's, just, it's basically just play the game how you want, you know. I have uh, I'm enjoying my time with it. I'm gonna keep playing it and uh, get through it and, and all this. But I'm curious more now after talking with you, Rand, about the main story. So I'm gonna I might prioritize that a bit more just to see it through uh, as as I go. I, I know, like probably in the beginning, it doesn't really do itself a lot of favors because you are just going after artifacts. So it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, go to this abandoned mining place, fight these dudes, grab this. But, but believe me, it picks up. Okay. Picks up pretty good. I'm actually, pretty damn good. I'm actually interested in the artifact stuff. Like I, I haven't like gotten through that stuff yet. So I'm I'm really enjoying the story. It 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 kind of comp- it kind of hooked me in pretty early on in the game. Uh, so I'm 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 loving the story so far. So I can't wait to see where it takes me. Very excited how's, about it. How's OJ here? A lot of no cam people. Hmm. I am here. I was ahead yet. Aren't you in? Aren't you over at uh, Nintendo Live? His cell phone's probably right in front of him, right? Are you still there? Or are you I'm, you back, back you out? I'm back at my hotel. Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. You're here for the the Mario Wonder talk and all that too. That awesome because someone you got a chance to play it multiple times. Okay, okay, good, 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 good stuff. We're we're wrapping up some of our Starfield uh, impressions, but I I did want to ask something here though, Rand, uh, of course about Starfield, but I did want to I wanted to ask about some of the the reviews that went up now because this was obviously a big release for for Microsoft for Xbox for Bethesda, and it comes up right now. Open Critic eighty eight. There's been discussion somehow eighty eight's like. A bad, a bad score, score now, didn't you know? It's like, <laughs> it it's was very weird score. to see. It was very <laughs> weird to see some of this discourse. I didn't really understand it. Uh, I don't know if people were were hyping up the expectations to be like, uh, I I guess ninety eight territory or something. I don't know because to me an eighty eight is uh, is pretty good, especially like Bethesda has been kind of on the. They've been getting kind of roughed up after Fallout seventy six and stuff. So this is kind of a return for them, and it. I mean, outside of that, it seemed to have a pretty, uh, pretty good impact on Steam because we can track that where it had 234,000 concurrent players. And those would have had to have been people who paid 100 bucks to get in. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, seems pretty good. seems like it's doing all right. Seems like it's doing what they needed it to do. And here's my thing now. I'm curious what that does oh it actually at 236,000 so that was that just happened a couple hours ago actually i i am curious what this does for game pass subscription numbers because it appears that subscription uh spend in the u.s has actually uh, plateaued a bit according to circana so I, i'm wondering if this is a big breakthrough moment for them where they have this on game pass launching technically on the 6th although again you can pay early get the premium upgrade with game pass and get it now i'm curious if this is their big boost for the holiday maybe this forza call of duty won't go in but they might have they 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 might have it by then and uh and if this will you think this will drive their game pass numbers a bit better to where they start talking about them more frequently even probably although i don't expect them to talk about game pass numbers until the switch over from gold to core and the whenever the Activision Blizzard thing is actually finished and finalized, they'll probably give some number, and it can be some. Hey, we got fifty million because we switched all the gold members to core, so it sounds mm. real good, nice, real good, big number, right? Um, I, I would imagine it, it, it's probably going to sell some consoles. I don't know if it would sell millions upon millions of consoles, 
it'll it'll definitely push game pass uh i mean i personally know some people who didn't have an xbox who now do who are now playing starfield and have game pass so i know that's anecdotal and it doesn't really mean much but uh yeah i mean starfield's probably you could make the case like the biggest release for xbox since i don't know gears 3 maybe and yep probably the biggest release of for xbox this and probably until Elder Scrolls Six. Is it because it's not a? Is it because it's like like Forza is going to come out next month? And I yeah, I, I, yeah, I expect Forza to score higher than this. Well, sure, but if we're talking about uh, impact, no, I get Forza, that. Be- Forza Motorsport is a known factor, and it's not even the Horizon series. The Horizon right. is much larger than Motorsport is. Uh, like Elder, or this game is going to be a game that's played for years. It probably gonna, yeah. I mean, people are going to be playing this for years. Uh, it'll be a game that's probably consistently in, you know, the Xbox, like oh, the modders one played, oh, yeah. you know, so three years, uh, Pete, three years of Pete game Hines? of the year edition is going to come together with all you the best that, mods. You say that Pete Hines said that modders can make their own planets in the game. Yep. Planet Skyrim coming in. There you if go. Someone might actually make Skyrim. They might make Oblivion. They might make a Fallout planet. <laughs> Those are actual things that could happen. So that's. That's interesting. I could see them obviously playing into it downloadable content very easily too. Like here's here's a whole solar system we made. There you go. What about what about the bugs? How many bugs have I, you seen, Rand? I've seen some stuff and I've I had I've, I've got some I've got some capture of some stuff as well. <laughs> I had one bug happen a lot, and it was the bald bug, where every character had no hair or no facial I hair. I haven't seen that one, but I've seen the one where like the one of your like companions' legs is sticking out of the that's aircraft. Not, that's not as, a bug. As it's as it's Feature. like taking off. Have you seen that one? I've not. Like, I've not I haven't seen that one. There was one. Like, rec- I've seen rotating re- heads and things like that as well. Okay, I didn't classic. have any of that. I did have. I did have a naked bug where the characters were just in their underwear. Yeah. Uh, I I did have bugs where you would be in a conversation with somebody and other characters would walk through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, seen that. Which okay. I I did have a couple times where the character was. I was following a character to the next quest point. And I couldn't get to where they were going and I had to reload. And then the character literally went in the complete opposite direction to where the quest actually was. And that happened like three or four times. I'm like, that is so odd. It went, this one, it went North, but then the quest was actually South. Weird. Um, I didn't have that. I didn't have too many bugs uh, of that nature. I I mean, I've seen people posting pictures of like, NPCs with their eyes all huge and stuff. Oh. I never saw any of that. Yeah, you know, I also want to be very clear. I think for any Bethesda game studio game, this is the most polished at launch that I've seen by a mile. Like I think they've done a lot of work mm. with the QA and and the polish of this game. There are still bugs. I've had zero crashes so far. I, I don't didn't know. have a Again, single crash. Yeah, I haven't had a crash. Not even. Oh on yeah, PC. it has crashed. I've, I've had no issues. It's run run very well, and um. I mean, there are performance issues, which that's another story, but it doesn't crash. I've had the occasional texture issue or the occasional, um, you know, head spinning around thing. But other than that, it's it's pretty rock solid. Well, when it when, we, when I got the game two weeks ago, it was on like version 1.7. Now, I don't know if that means anything. Like if normally it would at least release last year and would have been version one. And because they were able to delay it a year, they actually got like more iterations of it, which is why it's in a better state. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that means anything or not. The only thing I've really seen is questionable AI. 
<laughs> I've seen like, I like I, I part they, of the part of the video that Evan played earlier. I walked in and one was just staring at the wall. Blair <laughs> Witch they, style. I shot and missed them. And they kept staring at the wall, and I just shot and killed them. And that, like, that happened. Okay, that happened to me once. I was, I think it was at the beginning with the pirates. Um, one of them, I started shooting, and they ran away into another area of of the uh, the zone, and they just like went into a corner, and they just stood there. It's like, okay, it's weird. <laughs> that happened. They've done that. They did that to me a few times, but I thought they were. It was more like. They were getting overwhelmed, so they went to a different area that had more that, people. That's what I thought as well, and maybe that's the system that they've tried to build, but if that's the case, they need to fix it. What were you saying, OJ? Oh, did, I haven't really ran into it. I mean, I guess I'm comparing it to, like, Skyrim and, like, stuff like that, but I haven't really... It's not bad at all, you know, in comparison. Oh, Star, so. Starfield. Starfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, that's that's all I've really come across is like oh, can um. You guys not hear me. We can hear you. I think it's. Somewhat. I think it's, you might be a little delayed on. I think you're hotel little, Wi-Fi. I think I think I yeah I think I started talking as you talked there for a minute, then it stopped, then it went again. It might be a little low too. Maybe I could turn you up. That might help me on my end. There right. we go. Let's try it now. I turned all you right. up like thirty percent. Okay, I can hear you a little better now. <laughs> I think my the Wi-Fi, even though they. Oh. Okay, I'll turn up my own. Okay, too. you guys keep on talking. All, okay, all okay. I was saying was that basically the like it's not that like the the what's it called? It's not that bad. Like the bugs. Bugs, not as bad as we've seen. We've seen some uh, uh, interesting outings from Bethesda in the in the past. I feel like it's just the delays they had. It obviously, oh, them and it's showing now. So, do you remember things like corrupted save files and stuff? I mean, it will. This this game is a lot more polished than the save than file previous. that never overwrites itself and just fills your yeah, the PS3 on Skyrim. <laughs> that was great. Uh, it's it, it's a good game. It is. So I, I'm enjoying my time with it so far, and it sounds like I got a lot more to go. So one one more question. Uh huh. Is this going to be in the conversation for game of the year? Uh, Maybe. I'm going to say probably not, just because it's too crowded this year. I think there's going to be. I feel like a lot of other games are probably going to get pulled above it. Because be, I mean, there's going to be there's going to be six games that get nominated, right? Brand, what I do mean, you think? Maybe, I mean, maybe. I, I mean, think it is. I think it's if him. you if you oh, look okay. at if okay. you look at the, if you look at the locks, right? Keeley has six games, unless he's mm -hmm. expanding it to ten this year, but sure. it probably isn't. You probably got Zelda locked yep, and Zelda. Baldur's Gate three locked, Baldur's right? Gate. Yep. Okay, so then you look at the games that have come out, like Hogwarts Legacy, no, uh, Diablo Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen, no. maybe uh, Resident yes. Evil Four, maybe yes, Sea of Stars. Maybe. I know they like to throw in an indie. Sea of Stars maybe. reviewed very highly. That's possible. No. No. I think that'd be Sea of Stars is getting in as an indie. It's getting. Yeah, that was my thinking, OJ. With that, you guys don't think Sea of Stars indie. is getting in as indie? I I personally don't yeah. know. I think it's going to be like RP. It'll be in the mm. RPG category. I kind of feel like. Uh, Spider-Man 2 will probably yeah. be, you know, in contention. I don't like to, I would imagine. Control was nominated in 2019. So uh, I guess it just depends. I, I think it has a shot. I, I just, it's, it's. No it's hi-fi like, rush? Not for game of the year, no. no. Action game, yeah. Not oh, for game man. of the year. I mean, I, I did say my, I did say that this is my favorite game of the year. So right now it is mine. But I mean, I haven't played all the rest of the games coming out, so. What about Pizza Tower? 
That's up there. That'll be the indie game. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I, mean, I guess you could. I guess what about Super? I now Super you know Mario what might. You know what? I wonder, I but wonder. that's 2D, so uh, I don't know about yeah. that. Based on these terrible takes, John, you're giving, I think, I think Starfield will be in the game of the year conversation. Yeah. What about what about Alan Wake? Two? That could be there. Alan Wake two. Alan it Wake could two? be. Alan Wake two could be. Uh, Spider Man. Spider Man no, could be no, Alan Wake is not going to. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, Control was in there a couple of years know. ago. Remember? I don't know. Alan Wake. Alan Wake looks like it's going to be pretty. Year. It might be in there. It, it looks good. I mean, no, I think the game looks great, but not compare. Alan Wake isn't going in over a Final Fantasy game. Are even we, if, I was going to say, even if, if, even Final if, even if, even if Alan Wake is a better game than Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy name will carry it more. Pikmin 4. It. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's hmm. Final Fantasy 16. What about Resident Evil 4 Remake? To me, that feels like a shoo-in. <sighs> yes. Yes. I think it's yes. going to be in there, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, the thing is, they've already allowed Resident Evil 2 remake in. So to me, Resident Evil 4 is eligible then, even though it's technically a remake. So yeah, I, yeah, right now it'd probably go in. That'd this be like the, three games. All right. This is pick. my this is my list. Is it uh -huh. six? Six. six? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. This is my list of, of from today, right? We still have some more games to come. Mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom, Spider-Man 2, Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4 remake. Baldur's Gate three. It's they always have an indie pick. Well, I mean, Baldur's Gate is indie, is it not? Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe the indie pick. Was, I mean, well, it was paid it, for a little bit by Microsoft, but yeah, Larian, I think, still. Larian's independent, aren't they? They are independent. They're, they are, but it's like which not like the they, same. they crowd they crowdfunded the game. Yeah. yeah. What about Armored Core six? Don't think so. No, no, yeah, I don't think so. It's good enough, but it's just, I don't think it's going to make it in. Hmm. There's a lot of games this year. There are a lot of games. What, this about, year, what about Super Mario Wonder? No, 2D. Family probably game. wouldn't make it. it I, I don't um, know if the, it, it, the, 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 like the, the, the judges would put that in, but it, I mean, it's, it could still be a really fun game. Yeah, we're going to talk about it soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Four, five. <laughs> okay. What was that? What was the last? I have Zelda, Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy 16, RE4, Spider Man 2, and then you had Starfield's last one, MVG. Yep. Tears of Kingdom, Spider Man 2, Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Baldur's Gate 3. I, I honestly think one of those games is going to get replaced by Sea of Stars. Like, I'm dead serious. I think, I think like, either Final Fantasy or Starfield, one of those games are going to get replaced with Sea of Stars. There, there's always an indie pick. There's always, like, a real, like, pixelated or something like that. Not like Larian, but what they do. But, like, there's always some type of, like, big indie game. And Sea of Stars is, like, the best one this year for the most part. Like, real indie pick. Like, so. So we're leaving Diablo 4. Diablo 4 is out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think if people didn't turn on that game, it, it probably would have made it. I but I feel I, like sentiment around Diablo 4 turned really quickly. They'll just toss it in action and, game or something and then just not ha let it win. And that's about it. Robocop Rogue City, that's still coming. Hey, what Bring about the on. crew, bro? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, I, it's going to be an interesting year for game, game of the year. I will say that. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But that would be, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad list or anything to have Starfield just make it in. But yeah, I feel absolutely. like it comes down to Zelda. And, it's just going to come down to Zelda and Baldur's Gate. Let's be real. It's, it's coming down to those two. That's at least a, an interesting matchup to watch. Is it okay. though? 
Because I mean, we haven't seen any of the PS5 Baldur's Gate reviews yet, so we'll, we'll start just, to see them. Didn't, oh, yeah, what? you know, you're right. Did you're you right. not, are you not subscribed to youtube.com slash Dreamcast Guy? Because he just did his Baldur's Gate PS5 review, MBG. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know he beat the game in a day. How'd what Dream? Work? Wait, hold on. When are the, when are the, what is the... Throw me off. <laughs> when do the reviews come out for that for PS5? Like, is there like an embargo on that? I don't know. It's, it's available like, oh, for no. early access if you bought like the digital deluxe version or whatever. Yeah, you can play the, it early. The reviews, the reviews aren't out quite yet. They're, I mean, it's just that content creators have gotten obviously their review copies and can post. Okay, that'll work. So. Well, we'll see. We're, we still have a gauntlet of releases to go in October. So something could yeah. surprise. Absolutely could. Let's, uh, OJ is here. He wanted to talk about Mario Wonder. And then we'll go to the PS Plus price increase. And then we'll discuss the Volition stuff as we as we round out the, the night. So Mario Bros. Wonder out. Same day as Spider-Man 2, actually, in October, October 20th. And there was not only a direct for it, but... OJ got to play it at okay, so it was at Nintendo Live and it was also at PAX West. So they like double duty on this game. And there was actually a pretty big it's a pretty big like like stand like setup for, yeah, uh, there for was, Mario Bros. Wonder. I counted like at least maybe 40 to 50. So you can have, you know, hundred plus people playing or nearly that, like four people per time. So it was pretty cool. Okay. Okay. So you had a chance you said you played it a couple of times then. I played it three times, three, three times. of like the okay. 15 minute demos. So, okay, so you got a, you got a yeah. good feel for what did it, it was it just the same level over and over again, or they have a couple. It was it was multiple levels, so you just kind of go through, and then at the end of the demo, you can pick between like a, if you have time, you can pick between like two separate like harder levels, and then there's also like a badge challenge level. No, sorry, three levels. There's also a badge challenge level. It's like one of those badge challenges. There's also one of those as well okay okay so what was your how, how did it look visually with the feel for it what do you think it's i'm so happy we're done with new super mario bros like this the animations were and i'm not like there's no cap on this like the animations in the game were spectacular they were beautiful the little style like the certain things like let's say like the little details of like when you go through like a warp pipe or whatever and like luigi's hat falls and like he like sticks his hands out and like grabs it you know like mm -hmm. little details like that the way that they jump the way that they move like certain animations are just way better and like you notice it when you're playing you notice like the controls and the feel of it way more than like when you just look at it because you just start seeing everything right there so um i was really 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 impressed with the game i thought it was like that's pretty much everybody's impression was like i saw people going just constantly going back in line to play the game like over and over and over and over because it was just did, it was really did you good grab demo. any of the any like a wonder flower in the level yeah yeah there was the wonder flowers and the the seeds and like all sorts of like some of the stuff that they showed in the demo right like you have a okay. stampede but there's a lot of different areas that you can go to based off of that so like there's like there's secret areas just like you'd expect in any 2d mario game but some mm -hmm. of them are like interesting because like you'd have to like go forward and then like let's say you have to like aggravate one of those stampedes and then he'll like knock something out in the air then you can go up or there's like a stampede that goes all the way up into the air and like you have to grab another wonder seed like to get something so it's really creative in terms of how they use uh, the different uh, enemies 
um, and also how you use your powers with it. So it was just super creative. And like I said, I'm I'm just so happy we're out of the blender, the new new Super Mario Bros. blender, and we're into something that actually is unique. It, it kind of felt like I don't know. Did you guys ever play? Uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, like when you played that game, oh, yeah. How, oh, yeah. how weird, yeah, how weird that game was and how it felt like kind of how like quirky and how weird it was compared to like Super Mario World or Mario Bros. 3. That's the same feeling that I got, which obviously uh-huh. I haven't I haven't had that feeling in a hot minute, like, you know, when it comes to 2D Mario. So uh, this one was super cool. The drill power up is awesome. And the badge system is dope. The fact that you can have these different badges um it really makes the gameplay super fun when you combine it with like the badge system plus the different power-ups that you can get between the elephant or drill or the other mm-hmm. stuff the fire the classic stuff fire flower and all that so yeah so they 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 showcased a lot during that 15 minute direct along with the system it's just it's just like red has a little mario silhouette on the back dock and then the coins inside it, i mean it's the same price they didn't go with a ten dollar increase on it it's still just 350 for the system so if you want a red switch oled there you go, it exists. But otherwise, the they did go over the Wonder Flowers existing in every course, and they change up the level. As OJ mentioned, stampedes, uh, they got the pipes moving all over the place. You get Wonder Seeds when you complete courses and challenges. They allow you to just open up different uh, world secret passages, all of that. Uh, on the overworld that you can run around with your characters, playable characters include Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Toadette, Nabbit, Yoshi, and they have uh, different variants in terms of like color, blue, red, yellow, any of that. and I think the part that I have to imagine Sean and others were pretty interested in was how will it work with online? It kind of feels like they went demon souls with this thing. It's funny because now we're, people are going to call it the souls game for Mario, but it's working in the sense that there are ghosts of other players running around. No, no one is going to call it that. No, someone called it that the other day. Was it? Was it you? What? I, what some jerk off on Twitter? Who cares? No, I did. I did on a Newswave. So now it's some canon. jerk off on the internet. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, there, there were there were some people at the where they're saying, "Oh, it's kind of like Souls, like in lines and stuff." Like when we were talking about like the online in the game, uh, there were some people saying, "Sean that. Nate, yeah, Nate, maybe Nate it was just it was a punch." Nate, hey, Sean Nate called it Demon Souls. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. The Alliance. It's going to be did. a Kotaku. Oh, no, the, friggin- alli- the cracks are alli- forming. Your alliance member said it. What now? <laughs> the cracks are forming. They they got this from somewhere, and it was probably from the Soul State. <laughs> they I had mean, to you, have you gotten this from somewhere. And you can go and touch <laughs> yeah. the sign in someone else's world to come back to life. So yeah. it's, uh, I, it's, look, there's something about the platforming online stuff. We haven't, I don't know, we haven't figured this out. At, at, as as in technology but i don't know for for some reason we ha- we're not there yet this seems like the next best thing i guess but you can do races with people as, as they're in their ghost form and you can somewhat interact back and forth i i don't know if this is a a good a good enough compromise for people online or anything who are really hoping for four player online co-op where you can i guess jump on someone's head when they're trying to jump over a platform and knock them down and kill them but this is uh it's it's better than what i was kind of expecting when we saw that there wasn't when it was just mentioned local which was nothing so at sean you were very we'll say animated about this (laughs) what uh what'd you think of that that online mode that they showed uh it's pretty half-assed honestly like it's fine i guess something is better than nothing but it's still not 
what it should have been. I was more concerned with the talking flower. I wanted to strangle it the entire oh. time I was watching that direct. But I did find out after um, we filmed Game and Talk, you can turn it off. Um, Nintendo announced that you can turn it off because that's good. The flower seems so nice, though. I no, don't. I don't need con- running. Con- I don't need. Oh, you look nice. To- no, because shut up. Just be a flower, pollinate, and you know help out the bees. When I played, nobody cared about the, the flowers. Like you're, you're so busy, like jumping and running on different things. Uh, when it comes down to it, it was the flowers. Like whatever, I wasn't even paying attention. I was looking at all the crazy stuff that was happening. Some levels are basic though, so you might notice it more than others. But a, a lot of levels, like with all the different like woohoo's and jumpings and everybody saying like hi and all this other stuff that's going on, like half the time you don't even care like that's the thing that i was noticing i was like oh yeah i remember what sean was saying about the flowers but i know that you can turn off the the sound with it but it becomes irrelevant once you're playing just, sean just to be honest flowers. man the flowers all nice and happy. <laughs> I, I have a nice a time sean just comes in and rips it up out of the ground <laughs> i have a nice um flower shut the fuck up lucio <laughs> i like that can we turn rgt off instead of the flower i'll leave i'm not above <laughs> leaving um, <laughs> that's funny <laughs> no it is just like i said it's it, the the thing that you'll notice too the controls somehow a bit more tightened up here mm-hmm. um you know that's it good. felt good you can still do like you can do like the spin like jumping spin jump you have uh, you have all the stuff that you realize, um, you know, that, that we've had before in the previous games. It just looks better and it just for some reason feels better to play. It just feels way more fun. I don't know. I just had a, had a ton of fun playing the game. And you know, I didn't say the same thing when I first played like New Super Mario Bros. Like you do. I was like, ah, it's OK, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, we've been going through this for the for a while now. And so it was cool to actually see them really try with it. You know, the online stuff. Yeah, would have been nice. It's just, yeah, we just haven't quite figured out the online yet man like we have news like what we have mario maker 2 i mean oh yeah that was that was kind of yeah yeah Yeah. and then we have super mario 3d world which that works but it's just platforming it's precision you know you need complete precision and you need speed and you're always going to get even with great connections you're always just going to get a little bit of that slight delay i think that's the problem like where games like little big planet works because of the controls and at the style of the game like it doesn't quite work the same like with the Mario title. So I think that's the that's the issue there. Because I, I played Mario Maker 2 with good online and we did it, but it just wasn't still wasn't very fun, you know? Um, because people you're just you're just getting messed up the whole time. You're just bumping into each other. It's just, you know, it's just kind of whatever, you know, <laughs> with with it. So uh yeah, this is a little bit better than I thought that they do. I, I thought it would just be like ghost data. Like cause like Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U before they added online play on the switch version that one had like ghost data like where you can like race against a ghost or whatever meaver stuff so i thought it was going to be something like that so but, I, yeah, I get it like, ghost dad at first and i was like <laughs> what this is ghost dad starring bill cosby like i was thinking to myself i'm like was there a part where there was like multiple ghosts? like there, there's probably a dad that had a ghost out there yeah there was probably a dad that put out no, ghost on there. ghost ghost dad was a movie starring bill Cosby. i know it i know it was i'm being stupid and i said there's probably a dad that put out his ghost for you to race against yeah, that's the one thing i love about playing on nintendo switch is that there's always some fucker named dad in there every game i play what? there's always there's always what someone who's you playing 
uh, AEW, uh, the stadium stampede mode, which is a, a battle royale is mode. Is it dad There's or a- leather daddy? Like, which one? No, it's like it's like Mason's dad or something like that. And I always, I always oh, single them out. I'm like, I'm going after you, motherfucker. You're beating up someone's dad in front of him? Is that what you're Hell doing? Yeah. Because that means there's the the kids probably in there too playing with them, you know, in the in that online room. Gotta learn. Here's here's the thing though, I do feel that this game is gonna score really high, like a lot higher than any of the other new Super Mario, or at least recent new Super Mario. I think Mm. this could be like a high a high 80s type of game. It it feels that good to play. The level design is really the break into the 90s. Yeah, I mean, it honestly, like it, it could, it could be a low '90s game. Honestly, I, I really feel it's like that good because of the, the the level design. That's the thing that's been the biggest improvement, along like with the animations and everything. You just combine it with the bad system. The bad system completely changes the way that you're gonna play like a Mario game because you have power ups plus the badge, and there's strategic play with it based on like super high jumps, uh, based off of like the little cape thing. There's a ton of different badges you can get. So not only does it add like skill to it, but you have the new power ups in there. You have the new enemies in there you have actual good music the new super mario bros music i don't like new super mario bros music at all so you have good music in there all of it comes together way better and the art style is just way better so yeah this could be i mean this could be a, a high 80s maybe low 90s type of game it, it, it feels great to play so uh, ran i feel compelled to at least ask your opinion on 2d mario oh man i haven't played a 2d mario game and I have Super Mario Brothers three probably. Wow. Okay. Wow. Are you? Are is the the Switch stays in the drawer then until Metro Prime four? The Switch is, that, is, is that, like right is behind me on my counter, not hooked up. Okay. Okay. It's it's staying like that until Metro Super, Prime four. Super is Mario Brothers three is one of the greatest games ever made, though. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Holding out for Prime four. Yeah. Well, probably on the Switch too, right? Or or is it the Nintendo Focus? I can't get these leaks straight. What's going on with that? Dropping same day as the next Elder Scrolls. Nintendo Focus is 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 made up. You're good. Make sure you pick up Final Fantasy VII Remake as well. Yeah, I heard that's a launch title. Yep. Gosh. Uh, Confirmed, right? RGT confirmed it. Idiot. Absolute idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That that one that that Reddit thread spread way more than I thought it would. I was surprised about that. I t- don't know talk it, about that or no. We shouldn't. But John was like last night, I because I, I made a video on it for today, and John was like, Oh, you know, no, it's pretty much dead now. It's pretty much dead. And I was like, John, I'm telling People you. You picked it up this morning. I couldn't believe the, it because it was gone. <laughs> in the morning, it's gonna be crazy. At 10:14, he shared my Nintendo News's article on it, and he was like, Oh man, here we go. I and I, I, I was like, Oh. That's funny because I scheduled my video for ten fifteen in the morning, and sure enough, one minute later, bam, it was there to crush all the hopes and dreams. Yes, it's up to me. Here's, here's here's the thing with that, guys. The only reason why I think that is even spreading, I'm not saying that it's going to come out, but Square Enix, yeah, they probably would test. They tested Final Fantasy fifteen on the Switch to see if that could get if they can get that going. So yeah, they probably have dev kits, and yeah, they're probably testing. A Final Fantasy game, like Final Fantasy VII Remake or something like that, but that doesn't mean it's going to release, though. But yeah, testing it to see if it yeah. would run and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they did it with Final Fantasy XV, you know, yeah. on the Switch. So, yeah. but I don't know if it's going to release, though. I don't know if it's going to release, but testing it, yeah, sure. What does yeah. uh, what does what does Nate the Hate say about this MVG? Well, <laughs> what does Nate say about that? <laughs> well, uh, if we're talking about, I like your kinky fuckery, Final Fantasy. 7 remake it's probably not coming out for the switch 2 go hard is, it, is he slow 
like why did you talk so slow like well i was trying to talk over the the soundboard that people were spamming who was doing that fuck mario sunshine (laughs) liam i'm gonna go some of the super chats here liam liam asks on the topic of mario thoughts on ff7 switch rumor there you go (laughs) yosemite says happy rand is here hey thanks let's see diesel says finally catching the show live you guys are great thanks diesel andy says mvg gonna mvg no wrong joel says mvg can you make limited editions for the vita or is it no. a major loss no we we don't do we can't that's that whole thing is done i think i think the world's allocation of physical cartridges has been exhausted i don't think you can actually do it anymore wow okay hmm. my understanding at least Let's see. This is from Sean, who says, "Let's let's refer to X in the fashion of Prince, platform formerly known as Twitter. It's not any longer than calling it for both for clarity." Okay. Roy says, "I bend the HDMI mini on my N64. Please help." Sounds like a personal problem. Sonic says, "Interstellar travel in real life will require some form of fast travel technology. Humans will never be flying rocket ships between stars." EJ says, is Starfield making people feel lonely? Every gaming podcast I listened to had a dating website sponsor this week. I feel like we spot. I mean, we, we advertise it for free whenever Sean's not paying attention because he's probably on Tinder. Right, Sean? Shut up. I'm working. Uh, I you're on Tinder. He's <laughs> wor- working, working. <laughs> X, X trash lost to King Nintendo says PS guy dodging Starfield as usual. Also, thank you RPG 85 for your sea of stars video. You're welcome. And shout out to sea of stars for the sponsorship on it. Very kind of them. Jalen says, good luck to the people who still think they can fix AKI. The Aki engine. What's wrong with the Aki engine? I don't know. It's just a period. K, period I period. I'm I'm confused. G Man says, uh, "Alien, alien." Hold on, is that a is that a is this part of the first? No, that's okay. No, that's what people were uh, were guessing on uh, on Twitter. Greg says, "Should reviewers be allowed to hold it against Starfield for not being able to enter planets? Comparing to No Man's Sky, are they comparable?" Oh, it's a oh. Street Fighter Six character. That's oh, there you go. broken. There you go. Should reviewers be allowed to hold it against Starfield for not being able to enter planets comparing to No Man's Sky? Are they no. comparable? No, they shouldn't. It was never advertised that was going to be the case. I think that Bethesda was very clear about what, what it was going to do as far as, as yeah. that is concerned. So you, they, they shouldn't. If you review it in a bubble, I mean, even then, if you don't like the amount of load screens, say it. Uh, it yeah, doesn't I mean, matter can, that it's not that you're flying. It's just if there's so many right, yeah, I mean, screens. You can definitely dock points for the loading screens. The loading screens are a little annoying for myself as well. I'm not going to lie. This is from the Mark who says some of the Starfield animations still look just like those Dr. Robotnik TikTok NPC videos. <laughs> Fun cast as always, folks. Trom says, why is there doom and gloom around Final Fantasy 16? Oh, I think there was another, there's another analyst who uh, had Takashi yeah. Machizuki pointed it out that Square has to basically change how they, how they make games now. There was another report that came through that people are saying, yeah, saying stuff or not. I, I don't know. We haven't gotten a sales update from Square Enix outside of, it's coming to PC now, though. We did get that update. So they got an official confirmation, of course, and 
more DLCs or something like that. So. Rand, Rand, you played Final Fantasy 16, right? Yep. Yeah. Did you beat it? Yep. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I liked it. Although it did seem at times two different developers made the game. They must. Square Enix must be doing okay though, because they're they're sending me a T-shirt. They asked me if well, I, I wanted. They asked. They emailed me. They were like, "You want a T-shirt?" And I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, okay. Um, for the Final Fantasy VII mobile game. What? <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Thank you for your coverage." I was like, "Oh, no problem. You're welcome." You, why did you cover that? I didn't, but I'll take a free T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> did they mess up the email or something? It was to me. It said RGT eighty-five in the in the stuff. Weird. Find out tomorrow is YouTube accounts taking over. It's just selling crypto. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the thing I clicked was just a Square Enix survey. It was yeah. like, "What's your name?" And no, address. absolutely, it wasn't an API yep. injector yep. for your computer at all. No, it wasn't. The thing that you clicked. Is that what you said? Yeah, to fill out the info. Okay, okay. Free teacher. It's from a verified square. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I did know. this. I did this days ago. Why I would get defeated by cardboard. I wouldn't. I don't. <laughs> not an idiot in, in street smarts. <laughs> cardboard smarts. A eh? cardboard smarts. Cardboard <laughs> elusive. <laughs> Mark says Street Fighter Six had a 92 Metacritic Game of the Year candidate. Yeah, I can't get on that. It, it's fighting game of the year. Is it yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat One still got to come out? Well, that's true. That's true. You're not wrong. Uh, not wrong. I, I think Tekken Eight, right? Is Tekken Eight this year or is it next year? No, that's next year. I got pushed back. I missed by like a month and a half. That would have been awesome to see Mortal Kombat, Tekken, and Street Fighter all go against each other. But yeah. I think Street Fighter is going to be. I think Street Fighter is going to be the best game out of all those. Honestly, I think I don't know if Mortal Kombat One is going to be as good as Street Fighter, but we'll see. The beta did not go as smooth as the Street Fighter beta in terms of what you can do in like the cameo system. People like it, but it almost feels like, wait a minute, we've done this before, like all versus Capcom and other games, like they're finally adding that, like this type of like, you know, assist system to the game, but it is something different for Mortal Kombat, I guess, in a, in a, in a way. So I don't know. I just think Street Fighter is probably going to be the fighting game of the year. You know, a 14 asks and MG, I don't know if you can answer this or not when it comes to Tumba. Do we know if Tumba will have Portuguese language? I can't answer that. Okay. There we go. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, Jorge asks, does that mean we have low expectations for third parties from the jump on Switch 2, even if it's as strong as rumored slash coming off the successful Switch? The third party. No, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. Not, especially not in Japan. No, <laughs> not, not Japan. I mean, <laughs> there's still, there'll still be some, maybe some Western devs here or there, but Japanese devs for the most part are definitely going to be more on board than they were with the Switch starting out but you also have to be careful too because if you put all these third-party games on the switch 2 at launch or near it and there's just not the install base and people are just buying whatever big mario game is out or something it can definitely lead to some bad sales for some of these third-party developers so i don't think they're going to flood the system with a bunch of ports at launch they tried that with the wii u and that was not a good idea to do that right so i don't think it's a good idea i think you strategically release them you know, after some install base or after some time, don't put it all right next to the big new 3D Mario or Mario Kart or something. So I think that they're going to follow the Switch strategy where they, you know, the big third-party games didn't kind of come out till a bit later, not all right there at launch. Let's talk about, let's talk about PlayStation Plus. This is, this, this was, I mean, I, I did not expect this. I did not see this one coming for Sony and their, their price 
price is going up quite a bit because originally it leaked out what the game was going to be that was going to headline the month for September. And I, I looked at it, I laughed a little bit and moved along. Uh, and then they reveal that that is the case. Saints Row is the September PlayStation Essentials game of the month. That goes live uh, Tuesday, uh, September 5th. So that will be on Tuesday, Tuesday. Be able to claim Saints Row. I also have Black Desert Traveler Edition and Generation Zero. However, that was not what everyone wanted to talk about. What people wanted to talk about was all the way at the bottom where they hid what looks to be a 30 to 35% increase for PlayStation Plus across the board. Essential. Thank you. Thank you. Essential goes from $60 a year to $80 per year. Uh, we have extra going from $100 per year to $135 per year, and then premium going from $120 a year to $160 per year. Oof. They they say, yeah. this is their reason, the, the, price, <laughs> the price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription services. And this was uh, one and a half pages from when they said here Saints Row. Bullshit, so. Sony. Where are my PlayStation 2 games? I oh, have there play- it is. I have PlayStation Premium. I got it so I could play Get PlayStation Classics. Where are the PS2 games? Now you're jacking the price up? Dude, I, um, I'm canceling it, seriously. I'm just going to oh. go back to Or I'm just going to drop to Essentials because, honestly, PlayStation Premium is not worth the money. I, I'm, I'm very disappointed with what they've given us. This very is why that Prepare for Disappointment meme exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't it, I can't recommend Premium to anyone right now. Oh. Like, I don't really know why. You guys, man, though, you guys were all hyped up and recommended it. Like they, they were going to add 5 million PS2 games in two, two days. Well, that's, what, that, that's what you guys they, were saying. They, well, that, hold on, OJ. They had a blog post of a list of all the games that they were going, they announced for the service. And we have, we've only seen a very very small percentage of them so they they're the ones what that hyped it up i missed the blog post well they, they named the systems and all the <laughs> stuff there because when they said ps2 i was like okay i can see how there would be value in in the ps2 games because if you clean up ps2 games and stuff i it they it age pretty well for certain ones they can also pick some pretty bad ones and throw them in there i get that but when they started mentioning ps2 psp i was like okay that, that could be that could be cool but their their idea of ps2 games are ps4 remasters of ps2 games that that we've already had before that's not what i was expecting so it's uh it's not an easy thing to recommend and i would tell people not to get playstation plus premium until they prove otherwise and even then i would wait because you can if they bring one good ps2 game over the next three months you can just buy that game a la carte like it's not nintendo where it locks you in you need to have the service if you want to play the n64 stuff you can just buy one of the games so at this point until they build up the library that you'd have access to like how nintendo has you know a bunch of games there now but they didn't at launch then might be worth signing up for but even essential though essential is 80 dollars a year to play online that, that, is, that yeah that's that's high. just for 80 dollars to for online playing cloud saves that's that 80 dollars to play online is that's listen we've all been playing paying for online now now except for evan pc obviously you you don't but i mean in terms of the console space but oh man 80 bucks to play online i mean i don't if you're a multi-platform gamer i don't think that's worth it i mean it might be 
because I know MVG, you still said you're going to hold on to the, to the basic or the essential, but, you know, and I know people are probably still going to, you know, go on to it. I don't want to, like, we already kind of kicked it a bunch of times. There's no need to harp on it. But, I mean, yeah, man, that, that's, that seems a bit excessive to not make a cheaper tier for online play. Eight, 80 guess, bucks to play online. I guess it makes sense why they did this and why they removed... Uh, the PlayStation Plus stuff from their uh, financial uh, reporting because they stopped reporting yeah. it uh, yeah. because they probably know that they're going to lose a bunch of subscribers, but they're more interested in actually getting more revenue from their subscribers than actually getting more subscribers. Yeah. The so, share prices jumped, you know. Randomly. Yeah, so they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to lose maybe a couple million, but uh, the people that stay, we're going to make more money. It just It's weird because didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't essential or uh, the whole rebranding of all this? Didn't this literally happen a year ago? Wasn't yes, this like a year ago? It was ago? one year ago they made the move and ma- introduced more expensive tiers. And now instead of doing, uh, like, for, again, an example, we'll look at Nintendo and say, oh, what system are they going to add? Nintendo, uh, Nintendo might throw an N64, Game Boy, whatever. Sony just went, give us more money. <laughs> 30% increase. It's so odd that they say we need to charge you more because we need better games for our service. But then they say, here's Saints Row, which quality game, I man. Mean, not, not really a game you'd want to, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, I saw a lot of people blaming Xbox for this. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? I, yeah. I saw a lot of people blaming Xbox for this, that, Oh, well, I guess you, it's your timeline, Ryan, because you got a bunch of weirdos. Well, yeah, that I mean, are sure, always sure, on, but know, basically, you, yeah. basically that you know the the whole subscription stuff, uh, right? <laughs> that they got into the war with Microsoft over subscriptions, and now they realize how expensive it is to pay for other games to be in your subscription. Now they got to raise the price. I, essentially, uh, Xbox's fault. I did some I did some research too because it's brought up that you know everything's kind of go everything's going on price right now, and I wanted to look at some of the subscription services that people will subscribe to for video streaming movies and it's not necessarily as correlated with gaming unfortunately because it's it's movies versus games but i took a look at max for example that launched in 2020 started at 14.99 and has gone up a dollar to 15.99 netflix started at nine dollars is now at like what are they at 16 dollars i think they recently race it again for like the base base one like the because they have the the base plan is 6.99 for netflix i believe and the 4k plan is 20 20 bucks so we we are seeing quite quite a few uh, different things go up but this is i double checked the largest jump we've ever had in some of these subscription services for entertainment it's again 30 to 35 percent this is a massive jump i mean i i posted a, a tweet about sony's ecosystem about their products that they have and the prices people were trying to sit there and bring up oh well nintendo did labo xbox it's like shut up stay on topics and we're talking about the ecosystem overall of everything and the prices here and i get it's expensive but the prices here are wild like these listen people flipped out over fifty dollar increase to a switch so switch oled these prices here are across the board the products just expensive i mean and it's a lot head earbuds two hundred dollars oh by the way you can't use your earbuds you know that you already have sony earbuds for your playstation portal like the price increase on this like it's okay to just say hey man this might be a little bit a little bit out of hand can we at least admit that that the price is here because 
let's be real. I don't want to say, but if somebody else did it, but imagine what people would be saying if these type of price increases and these prices were across an ecosystem of Xbox or even some switch or whatever the case is. Xbox Wouldn't attempted be- this technically. They tried to go and, to and they got blasted. They did. They did. They had to back they had to, they had to walk it back. They they got they got blasted. But even like the ecosystem of, of getting the stuff on Xbox is nowhere near the, the the prices here that Sony's having for some of this stuff is just so, so what's interesting, OJ, you bring that up with a comparison to Xbox. Technically, their premium service right now for Sony puts them, I think, $20 back from Xbox Game Pass Ultimate that mm-hmm. has like EA intertwined with it. It has the day one releases like we're seeing Starfield coming up. Sony's not really doing that now. So it, it still just kind of brings into question kind of the value that they place on premium currently. It's because it's because Xbox doesn't do yearly um discounts right there's no yearly discount for game pass ultimate right it's, it's like, you, like pay, you pay full price right yeah, so uh it's that's it's like, i think it's 60 dollars more expensive than playstation premium um well it's with, it's, it's 15 it's 15 a month for game pass ultimate isn't it no see but xbox just raised prices what do they uh, have it? What do they have it in now? So Game Pass console is went from nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't remember people bitching about this when Microsoft mm-hmm. raised it by yeah, a dollar? I remember, uh, yeah. And then Game Pass Ultimate went from fourteen ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine. Sixteen ninety nine, yep. So it's like twelve months of that is mm-hmm. two hundred dollars, right? And premium for PlayStation is one sixty, so it's like, you know, forty dollars more. But yeah. that's that's because Microsoft doesn't for whatever reason. And I can't get an answer from people at Xbox about this. They don't offer a yearly discount for Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate. It's like it's you, interesting. You just you pay month to month. You there's no year yearly yeah. discount like there's for Be- multiplayer. Because I don't know. Maybe it's because like you're gonna get stuff like Starfield and Hi-Fi Rush and all that type of stuff right day one. Like I don't think they're gonna want to give any. Yeah, I mean, that could be, so, you know, and like, if it's coming, like, you know, we got like, you know, Perfect Dark, whenever that is, or we got all these other yeah. games that they showed up like coming, like you can't, it's rough to say people aren't, I mean, you can buy it separately, but a lot of people are not, you know, like a lot of people are not. So, I mean, they have to make, if they're going to put that stuff on their day one, I don't think discounts are going to be, not that I wouldn't want a discount. I'm just saying, I don't know if discounts are going to be on their priority list with all that stuff coming day one, you know? True. I'm just a little worried that Microsoft will look at this and be like, "Oh, we can we can raise the price of multiplayer to yeah. eighty bucks." The no. move, the you move I mean? ran ran yeah, the yeah. move. Okay, if Microsoft is like serious and they believe in Game Pass and they believe in these releases being the core value, you drop the multiplayer fee. Yeah, I used to believe that, but Ooh. I used to believe that, and I used to hear things like they were going to get rid of gold, which they just did. But I always assumed it was multiplayer is going to be free. But with them owning Call of Duty, potentially, I don't think they're going to get rid of the multiplayer paywall. Yeah, because I you can don't. already you can already pay or already play uh, Warzone and people just play that all day. You know, you don't need you don't need the the no. uh, you, don't, you don't need a subscription for that. Yeah, you yeah, you don't. Need, you can just play Warzone. I, I mean, I did it when I streamed. I just played Warzone on my Xbox Series X and. That's that. People play that. I mean, there's tons of millions, or right. hundreds of thousands or millions of people playing if, that every day for free. If you did a thought experiment right now, let's say Monday, Xbox is like, by the way, guys, multiplayer is free on Xbox, all multiplayer. And Sony's $80. Yeah. 
Do you see millions of people switching from PlayStation to Xbox for free multiplayer? Is that something that would happen? I th- I think I honestly I think so. I, I, think, I think I think there'd be a lot of parents who'd be like, "How much is that Series S?" I think you are get that for Christmas. That's what's if about you, to happen. If you, if you pair that like in the future, right, with a Call of Duty, obviously it's X, Xbox owns it, and I know there's stipulations and there's stuff that they can't do, you know. But like you pair that with Microsoft having like, okay, it's their game now. I think it could definitely get people to just say, "Hey, I'm going with this," because that's that's an extra game per year or whatever the case right like that's extra money so you can buy yeah. whatever else you know so i guess i always thought that if if microsoft or sony thought they would make more money by having multiplayer be free it would be free right they, oh, yeah, i think they yeah. obviously both think that they that you wouldn't make more money so we're gonna we're gonna charge you well, for it well, what I'm seeing right now, Rand, is the the early access thing works for what we're seeing with Starfield right now with Game Pass. To me, that I mean, that would be a big perk for a lot of people if they had a Game Pass subscription, and they got early access for it. So I know multiplayer is, I mean, a big thing for them. And it's been a big thing for a long time because, I mean, let's be real. It's been just a, a plenty of money coming in constantly for them, right? Every month, even because there are people who just keep it monthly. If monthly active users are that important to them, I I kind of see that as a, a huge move if they really want to try to take things over with that. I don't know the numbers. <laughs> I, I'm not running that business or anything, but it, yeah. just, it seems like it's right there if they would, really wanted to make that push. It, it would be such a huge hit to revenue, man. Like, I don't know if I'd be if I was the CEO, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to pull that trigger on that one, to be honest. Like that yeah. that is a very difficult move because how many people are paying for that? How much you're making millions upon millions and like it's instantly gone. And you'd have to hope that people, you know, switch over out of nowhere, you know, which it could, but you would need something with so it. You here's would, you here's would. my thing with this though. All right. And it's it kind of works out for PlayStation. I'm curious how they're gonna handle this. All right, because Microsoft keeps saying. They want PC, Xbox, it's all one community. But is it, Rand, it, is it? Because I feel like well, on PC, I mean, when, you don't I pay guess, for online, but on Xbox, you do. True, but then you have what you know MVG was doing earlier, where he played his Starfield on his PC and then took that save and was playing it on his Xbox or, you know, like... Which, by the way, that is really, really sweet that you can do that. You can mm-hmm. sync your save file across any anything that that plays xbox i really they, really like that feature that, a lot. They, that that needs to be done square enix please i'm begging you <laughs> i'm begging square enix to do this with their damn freaking star oceans and, and games that come out and octopath man like begging them yes that's really nice ubisoft does it too as well i mean what cloud saves are free on xbox yeah they are Feels like you could make some extra money putting that behind the paywall. Oh, don't don't get uh, You can't do you, you, <laughs> the they, Nintendo free the whole time. You can't do that. <laughs> make it make uh make some extra money there. I just I think it would I think it would make a big splash. And if they if they really had that kind of drive to do it, I feel like they could. But money it looks so do we think do you think there's a re outside of corporate greed or inflation or whatever reasons they would give? Do we think there's an actual justification for this because i did see jeff grubb sort of say that like hey this seems like they're getting this out of the way because there's a state of play coming soon 
I, is there is there something maybe announced at a state of play <laughs> that would justify the price uh, increase here? Oh, so I think uh, I think I think there's a state of play before Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, but I I feel like they raise the price or like across the board, but definitely for premium is because they're going to do their their cloud streaming setup that they're going to launch apparently first quarter next year, and it's not cheap necessarily with the technology and stuff they're talking about. But I, I, short of them showing up the state of play and saying, hey, look, we got PS2 figured it out. You know, here, here they come. Or we have a new collection because technically they took away that PlayStation collection you got when you bought your PS5. That's gone now. Maybe they have a new one of those or maybe they throw Helldivers 2 in. Hmm. I'd be all right with that. Like Helldivers 2, that'd be kind of cool if they threw that in at this point. I'm not sure if there's anything to justify an increase of that magnitude. Like, I don't know. It, it is a I, shocking amount to where people are just trying to come up with reasons outside of Sony just wants more money because of inflation. I, I think that's that's it. I mean, it's just everything's getting more expensive. So Sony is needs to pay their people <laughs> and things are just getting more expensive to produce. So the prices are going up across the board. They're introducing all sorts of products for people to buy. They just need more capitalistic business, man. They just need more money. Plain and simple. Hmm. Well, thirty percent increase, Sean. It's fucking ridiculous. I, I just see Sean fighting or doing something in the chat here. I'm can just hey keeping things in order. <laughs> keeping things in order. <laughs> Ain't letting the inmates run the asylum. Sean, how do you feel about the the increase? Yeah, are you yeah. excited? No, it's bullshit. No. I'm going to I'm not going to renew for the the premium. There's no point. There's no value. You seem concerned that people were going to be uh excited about this. Not excited but accepting. Because were you on premium, Sean? Were you on premium? Yeah. I have okay. I have the highest tier. Yeah, same. I, mine expires in November and I'm not re-upping it. Yeah, I'm not I'm but not either. What happens and I'm saying this from the perspective of it's not going to happen. But another blog post drops and just a massive list of games coming to premium. It, it I don't even know if I'd go back. Yeah, I mean increase. It's it's almost like if if you're going to do if you're going to increase it and then you're going to do something like that, you should have told me in the first place you were doing something like that and then announced the the increase alongside of it. Like it just seems ridiculous to me. And like MVG was saying, where are the PS2 games? That's it. That's what I was looking forward to PS2 and PSP stuff. And mm -hmm. it's been extremely on the back burner. The PS1 games are the same games that we've had since the PlayStation 3. Rage and, brother. And the, like the PlayStation 3 stuff is all cloud stuff. So it's like, you know, and I'm someone who the, the for whatever reason, the PlayStation 3 cloud stuff actually works really well on my internet. Like, even better than some other systems do but that's not enough for me especially when i'm not really getting you know metal gear solid 4 i mean i'll just say it like it, it, i don't know man it, it it's not it's not worth the the increase in price it, it it was it was a hard sell at the price point but i could understand it when it was original now no no it's too damn much and we were sold that price point based on expectations that we were going to get stuff and right it's been over a year we've got nothing exactly it's been oh. it's been very very hit or miss with many more misses than hits 
Yeah. I'm I'm looking at this now and I, they also need to have more multiplayer games coming because they really haven't done much. I mean, they have like Grand Turismo 7, right? That's a good multiplayer game, I guess. But I'm thinking more along the lines of their live service stuff showing up that would make you feel like you want to get PlayStation Plus to play with your friends. But you you literally know nothing about those games. I guess you, might have, problem. A, you might have a title for it. Oh, uh, Jade Raymond's where let me drop everything. It's fucking Jade Raymond she's done something in the past decade um you know marathon a lot of people don't know what the fuck marathon is i didn't know what marathon is because i didn't grow up playing pc games and you did absolutely nothing to tell me about what marathon is besides letting me know oh it exists well i mean it's probably just gonna be the title i doubt it's gonna be anything like what old extraction shooter isn't it it's gonna be like it's gonna be like that syndicate remake they did Mm. like in the two, mid 2000s yeah it's just a title at this point yeah well yeah and I, i'm sure you're right on that which makes it even more ridiculous um i mean you know i try to be open-minded about stuff but this i don't know man this seems kind of whack rand i don't know the marketing though play call of duty free on xbox already yeah do that. yeah it does kind of <laughs> yeah well play the multiplayer one where all the kids yell at you that one <laughs> which that, I think they I just saw zone. some where they're having <laughs> where uh, they just announced AI is going to be real time monitoring the chat in the new Call of Duty. That's so why we use their fan base. That's why we fan. use party chat. That's why I moved to Texas party Chainsaw chat, yeah. Massacre. Yeah, use party chat just avoid all of that. Is <laughs> uh, I the marketing writes itself, Rand. If they want the 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 big piece of the pie and the market share and the interest, just saying it's it's right there. It's right there or maybe create a new lower tier for just online or do they already have that i don't know i mean they do it's not it used to be xbox live gold now it's going to be xbox yeah. game pass core yeah how, how much is that per month 60 60 oh, per month it's i think it's ten dollars per month but oh, ten, yearly yeah. it's 60 yeah 60 i mean yeah. and the, yeah i think they give, they give you like a little collection of games too when you sign up it's like 25 yeah, they, games so if they created like another one and like they split it in half, I don't know, like you could just play online. It's like 30 bucks or something like that. I think that could create a little bit more of a spot. I mean, you could create something, but I don't think, I think they want people to get them into the ecosystem of, Hey, when you, you know, purchase our service, you get games, you get some type of games and stuff with this. So I mm. think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. It's uh, Sony's got to start and press. What's after you want to know what's after Spider-Man 2. That's the other problem. So it's uh, okay. State of play coming in soon, I think. I, I, I have seen some people kind of theorize that this is the return once again of arrogant Sony, that they don't feel threatened by anything anybody's doing and that they feel that they can get away raising game prices and console prices and subscription prices because there's no uh, competition, so to speak. Like my Xbox isn't enough competition to force them to rein their prices in. And Nintendo, you know, Sony doesn't believe that Nintendo's part of the high-end console market as judged by the FTC trials. So what do you, what do you think about that? Is this Sony basically saying, yeah, we'll just do what we want because you guys are just going to keep on buying our stuff and Xbox isn't competition. Is that something? Is there any truth to that? Uh, kind of seems like it in some it ways. It does feel like it. <laughs> yeah, especially if you look at the PlayStation Portal and and you know the fact that you have to buy different headphones and all this sort of stuff. I mean, making some weird moves right now. I feel like increasing prices. 
I mean, does it seem like arrogant Sony is is returning? It seems that way, so we'll have to see um, what this state of play offers in what twenty twenty four. I will it? say, MAG, you're saying arrogant Sony. I mean, yes, it feels that way. They had a really high target for this fiscal year for the PS five at twenty five million, and I kind of. Th- I kind of think they're going to have a hard time getting there and they might miss it. And one way we kind of know that Sony is sort of looking that way too, is they gave reasoning for discounting that PS five, which a lot of us looked at and said, Oh, it's because there are revisions coming. Yeah. And that may still be the case. And Sony's not going to just say, Hey, we got a revision coming out in a few months. Don't buy this. But the reason they said is because you know, it's, it's not selling as fast as we originally projected when we said, Hey, we're going to sell 25 million systems this year. So we're discounting it. We're doing whatever we can to hit those marks. Yeah. Uh, that, that sounds like some weakness in there. So I, I don't know. It's, um, it's interesting. This move after hearing them say that to their investors. Yeah. So Sony, they've had obviously the third party support, but the, the, the first party support or exclusives have been, you know, for Sony studios has been really, light right i mean there's i mean it's spider-man Spy- 2 this year right yeah that's just basically spider-man 2 i know they had they had like the you know the psvr 2 stuff and mm-hmm. all that or whatever but it's been really light and i think that's what's helped you know that's contributing to them not being able to hit their like you, you still need big first party exclusives to sell your system like you still you still need that so sony really hasn't had that this year so i think that's also contributing to their little bit of an issue of being you know behind on where they want when it comes to sales yeah like spider-man 2 will help obviously that's gonna yeah, be really oh, yeah. well but yeah, then it great. does kind of go okay what's 2024 looking like and that's where you expect state of play or a playstation showcase or playstation experience to start off 2024 and say okay here's the second half of the generation and what we're doing so that's Gotta start showing games after that price jump isn't this isn't this more just a, a problem with games take five years now Games take yeah. like games take seven, eight, we're and kind of like long cycles right into now. the Saints Row and Volition being shut down because yeah, we put can the game the game yeah, doesn't do well and it's going to take you five years to make something else and it's like oh no that, we don't that, got five years so that was that was just stupidity on their end like in terms of like saying that I mean I'm not going to say that I, I'm sorry that they lost their jobs and stuff but I mean like. I mean, if you're gonna reboot something, let's, you gotta yeah, you gotta make what the fans let's want. Let's talk about Saints Row and Volition. We're gonna keep it to Saints Row and Volition specifically. All yeah. right, we'll keep it these two. Um, we'll, we'll save Embracer for another time because that's I feel like it'd be a whole topic on its own. You curse lives hey, on. Hey, where's, where's Randag? Bring Jez on. Can Jez? Can you wake up to talk about this real quick? <laughs> I, had cancel, I had to cancel Xbox Two on Friday because Jez got COVID and he sounded awful. Oh, I'm like, wow. no, yeah. can't do the show. You sounding like this? I did that. Yeah, I did the show one time and I had no voice. So it was great. <laughs> so I, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't no. blame him at all. Uh, the yeah. volition is shut down immediately like they announced it as in it's effective right now and they had over 200 employees working there and it 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 really feels like saints row like hurt them so bad that they're just they they were the they were getting cut out when expenses had to be pulled and uh, it's a shame because volition's been around for they just celebrated their 30th anniversary earlier this year and now they're gone and what's interesting is saints row sold over 2 million copies last reported number and they sold it obviously to sony for playstation plus i assume it didn't get a ton of money passed by sony for that but nonetheless volition 
we'll remember them for Saints Row, like the last one they did, they did. When you when you apparently a hundred million dollar game, right? That was the reported number. Hundred million dollars yeah. to make that. Yeah, game. Yeah, if you if you have a hundred million dollar game, two million is not enough. That is not enough to. No, <laughs> the quality of that game did not match up to the cost of that game as well. Yeah, quality and the amount of sales, nah, nah. It's just you know. But they, they did you see that kind of like the aggressive back and forth they had with fans? No, the did, they, did they? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, actually, I thought you meant like just now when they shut down. No, 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 no. Yeah. For Saints Row, like when fans were like, well, this is not, you know, yeah. what we want. Like this is not, and they're like, no, this is this, you're going to do this. You're not a developer. It's just like, oof. I have a strong feeling that that game went through it bad during development. I feel like there were, this thing was being pulled in all different directions because when you play through the game, it feels like 20 different people had ideas and tried to work on it. It's it's a disjointed mess. It is crazy. I mean, there's like funny bugs and glitches. I, I mentioned before I was going through one of the later stages and I'm upside down on the jet ski shooting at people behind me who are under the water with DMX playing. I've never experienced that anywhere before in my life. So that I'll always remember Saints Row for that. But it was just a comically bad game. You should, you should, come, to Lo- you should come to Los Angeles. That's like a normal thing. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I did that yesterday. What are you, you talking go. about? Hey, I'm in, like I did that yesterday, and I'm in Seattle right now, by the way. I, <laughs> Not Los Angeles. <laughs> it is a shame because Saints Row had just been selling less and less. I think ever since, I want to say three. I think three was like its peak. Ever since then, it was just down completely. You're like release over release in terms of sales. So it, I guess they were looked at and said, well, you're not making, and remember what happened with uh, Agents of Agents of Mayhem? Agents of Mayhem. That yeah. was ugly. I mean, two bombs in a row. I mean, kind of like, maybe it's, maybe you could salvage it if you could, if it was the 360 gen and you could turn a game around in two hours or two, not two hours, two years, <laughs> three years. Right. Right. But games take five years now to make. And there's yeah. just, it's like you put out two, yeah, critic not uh, commercially commercially bad like not selling games in a row yeah i'm not surprised they're on the chopping block i mean there's the stuff with embracer and the 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 uh that deal that went south but i'm kind of worried that you're gonna see a lot more studios go through this mm-hmm. uh i'm kind of worried that rocksteady's gonna be shut down after they release oh mm-hmm. um suicide squad because they haven't released a game in nine years that's if, gonna be painful if the internet turns on that game and nobody buys it what do you you can't make another game in two years anymore you're you're talking about probably a f- another five is warner brothers gonna want to front the money for that or just be like ah you know what we'll sell you all like they sold off crystal dynamics after avengers bombed i yeah. i don't know i have a feeling we're gonna come to i, w- I don't want to say a reckoning but i think you're gonna see a lot of studios who just can the basically the AAA industry can't support these huge projects with uh, these ridiculous budgets on these four to five year cycles because not of all, all of them are going to be successful and then the the parent company is going to be like yeah you know what we can't ride through this for another five years we just can't do it sorry I, I don't know I think we're coming in I think we're going to see a lot of studios close in the near future I've in the next next that. couple of years I've have I not been saying that people. Well, we're, we're, getting, also- we're getting to a breaking point where now one game can sink your company. And a lot of these, it, it's, it's going to happen. This isn't the first time it's happened, and it won't be the last time. If anything, expect it more. It's, it's just the way that the industry has gone. Big budgets, big budgets, big budgets. You remember back in the day, you used to sell a million copies, and that was like 
a fucking rousing success. You were, you were, you were on top of the world with that. Now with some of these budgets, it does nothing. That mean it means absolutely nothing. And as it continues to grow, you know, companies are going to be dropping like flies, man. Mm. These budgets are out of control. That that's for like a hundred million for Saints Row. That's 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 wild. That game. You should not put a hundred million into Saints Row. I'm sorry. Even whatever its peak was, mm. hell no. Like who who's who this hundred million for for spoken? Like this this is out yeah, of control. But OJ, it's it's a hundred million because they have 200, 250 people working on the game for f- five years in uh in yeah. in Illinois. Like I, you know, I wouldn't invest. I wouldn't invest. Uh, I wouldn't invest into those franchises in particular. I wouldn't put two hundred people on that. Type. I would make a smaller type of game that people. you can just, you know, with with less people and make a more quality, dense pack game than sit there and say we're going to do some type of crazy Saints Row reboot. We need two hundred people. Saints Row is not a franchise in today's market. Even five years ago or four years ago, whatever they started, to where I'd say, oh yeah, let me invest a hundred million dollars. That's something like you do with like I don't know, like. Like the the biggest franchises and stuff like that, Zelda or Mario or Halo or something like that, but for for Saints rolling for new IPs for Forspoken and these teams are getting shut down. Like this is this is not smart. Now we we this is reckless. It it goes from okay, I get it, you want to, but this is starting to be a bit reckless in, in my opinion because it's happening too often. The people say, "What? Why, dude? It happens too often," you know. And I, 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 I kind of think Saint, I think Saints Row's budget went up as high as it did because I feel like that thing got rebooted maybe Probably. more than once. I mean, and the fact that they I'm not sure who said we need to make this game like Gen Z material and all the stuff they did. And then, as OJ mentioned, fight back and forth with fans over it and stuff. It was just a strange direction for Saints Row. And Sean, you're right. If, if you miss your, your studio can go down. Yeah. And like I said, like I've been saying, it's going to continue to happen. Don't be surprised. Do not be surprised. I think the breaking point is that tech needs to get better with speed. I mean, we've seen some of the tech demo stuff with the Unreal Engine where you could practically build cities off of almost like random generated, like easily to create buildings and stuff. And as long as the tech gets faster, hopefully that'll start steering the ship back but i don't know if it's gonna do it quick enough to alter that what was what was that game that was like a triple a game but made with like a quarter of the budget or like a senua's sacrifice what's the that, that game's coming out hellblade? i know th- yeah hellblade i know this one that's coming is a huge game but the the original was no they, million dollars i think it was. yeah it was a, you can do stuff like that like to me like a new ip it should not be hundred million into four spoken or a hundred million. I know Saints Row is not a new IP, but those IPs are not hundred million dollar or massive two hundred something people work. No, you do something smaller like Senua's sacrifice, or you do something on the smaller and, and if it's successful and you can build from there. Like not we're gonna go all in. Yeah, like yeah, there's three hundred people. It's like, what dude? Oh <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't like to see people lose their jobs and companies get shut down. But it, it's it's disappointing, man, when it happens this many times now. Like, what's the THQ you know? curse? They took up the name and now they're living in it. I'm trying to figure out what happens to Saints Row and Red, Red Faction because Red Faction was also tied up in that with Volition, and it kind of feels like both of those just go on the back burner now. It would be an IP owned by Embracer. Maybe they sell them off at some point. It, it could back. actually that, that I think I think so. I almost wonder if some people are kind of eyeing up Embracer 
from like across the room very quietly. I, I don't know if Microsoft would make that move, but I yeah. don't know. There's I mean, probably a few studios, Microsoft. You don't, you, know, you wouldn't buy all of Embracer. The what, no, what? but some of them. Like, some no, of them. but like sure. the, I mean, the IPs that they're just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if before this happened, if Embracer was shopping Volition to different places, and everybody just said no. Mm. I, you know what I mean? They might have. They might have. I mean, I I still wonder about Crystal Dynamics and if Microsoft just buys and absorbs them. So. I think the I I, I think. In a in a world where the ABK di deal didn't happen, I think Microsoft owns Crystal Dynamics and Eidos. Yeah, I could see that. But like right now, it seems like the Embracer might be looking around, like you said, to raise capital, and they might do that by selling IPs or studios or all kinds of stuff. So who knows? But Saints Row and Red Faction, they're probably going away for a while unless somebody does come in and pick them up for who knows how much money i don't even know i don't even know what saints rose worth right now because who that, that franchise got a beat down so uh, correct me if i'm wrong uh saints row was part of thq and then thq went under and wasn't there a bidding it's, it's they, a long deep silver bought them uh and stuff the oh, aftermath God. of the collapse was ridiculous like looking a, into how like story yeah. yeah like some studios the studios didn't get bought up the ips got bought up i mean that's how you got uh kingdoms of amalur it was picked up from mm -hmm. big huge games and then sold to i think what ea which then handed it to one of their studios that wasn't doing anything for years so like it's just weird shit going on yeah, but I, I said for Volition, 30 years. And we'll see if... Uh, I, I assume they'll hopefully find places within some of these other companies and we just... Uh, we get Saints Row at some point again, just not like what we got there. Gosh. Did you, did you play through Saints Row, Rand? It's one of the few games I played for a few hours and then stopped. Uh, wow. I, I was a huge fan of Saints Row. I love Saints Row, and I just I was like two a lot. Five eyes, five hours into Saints Row the reboot, and I was just like, "Yeah, no, I don't think so." I got two hours. And I usually blue finish everything. My computer. I, I start <laughs> playing. <laughs> I forgot about that. I gave Evan a, a code for it. I think I was actually and, uh, interested to see where it went, and it was just I was climbing a tower, and my computer blue screened. I was just like, "Oh." <laughs> gosh i uh i i i basically i hate beat that game essentially rand so mm. <laughs> i don't even know i'll never get to the point in my life where i'm gonna hate beat yes john does it john made me do it with a few games i also beat redfall rand yeah but you told me you, you didn't mind that game though you didn't hate it i was i was uh indifferent to it to be honest like it at least saints row fought back redfall just kind of rolled over and just took it the whole time it's like all right that's fine hey, hey where's the 60 fps patch for that game by the way <laughs> who knows still nowhere know. get get your uh, xbox executive team on speed dial and call them up yeah right? they, you know i have, I have a feeling if uh if bethesda wasn't part of microsoft and they released that game i, I bet you arcane austin's shut down they probably would have been absorbed in yeah they probably would have been put on other high priority projects or something <laughs> Uh, I yeah so Saints Row I I just I I forced myself to beat that game ran out of the stubbornness it's like I I have to beat this thing and then I never went back the ending wasn't very good anyway so there you go let me take a look at some of these super chats here as we finish up this one is from Eric who says what happens to pre-purchase premium for multi-year 
I assume you just have that then because some people stacked subscriptions. I believe you'll just have it. So you won't have to worry about it until whenever it expires. And then you have to pay whatever the who knows how much it'll be in three years. <laughs> who knows? So. This is from Wave, who says MVG is LRG going to take two years to ship Tomba. <laughs> it's going to be four years now that you've made that comment. <laughs> it's, it's, the name's Wave. Write it down, MVG. <laughs> Yep. I'm surprised you said anything. Anytime somebody mentions Tomba, you say, I cannot speak on that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Derek says, would you rather have Super Switch with an OLED or better online features? Super, I'll take the Super Switch with an OLED. Yep. Super Switch with, what do you mean? Like the next Switch or just this, like, a, like a Switch Pro model? Just a Switch like with a big S, S on the back switch. of it. Yeah. I assume the next Switch is what I assume. Okay, if he, if, yeah, with if he OLED. means, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would probably be better. This is from Ford, who says, Lords of the Fallen looking to be good. That's a game that is going to go right in the backlog at this rate with all the stuff coming up for me, unfortunately. Too many games coming out in October. Way too many games. And that's kind of the one that's like, I'm worried that, oh, that one, I don't know if people are going to buy that. Uh, There's a lot of games coming out in October. So we're going to make some decisions. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Day says PlayStation Plus is apparently where games go to die. I guess that's in reference to Saints Row. Although I, I don't, I actually don't think any of the games that went in were particularly great. So I guess you could. Let's see. Black Desert. Oh, okay. Black Desert Travelers. I, I'm sure that people like that, even though it's an MMO. But Generation Zero is uh, not a good game either. So. And Jorge says makes me appreciate devs like Nintendo and Capcom for making lots of quality games without needing that big AAA game to save them. Is the that uh, Capcom's been rolling from third party Nintendo from first party, so yeah. And I believe that's all the super chats there. Let me double check on Streamlabs. We'll have a bonus show up uh, over the next day or two for all of your guys' questions that you dropped in the Discord for us as well. That'll go up over on the, the Spawncast network. And as we go around here, Sean, are you doing the after show? Um, I might have to restart my computer. Okay. So That's give fine. me like two seconds. It's like horror in his voice. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to set it up and it's not working. I'm restarting. Goodbye. Okay, that's Sean. Uh, this is over on Streamlabs. Liam says, do you think Galaxy 2 will ever get re-released this gen or next gen? Everyone keeps saying it won't because of Yoshi, but Yoshi worked the exact same way as pull stars in the first game and they solve for that with touchscreen and handheld. Hmm galaxy 2 is a shame that that's not back yet i would like to see them do it just because there's definitely people who haven't played it that are coming into gaming now uh, what do you what do you even pair that with they already did the collection release it just galaxy 2 drop it on there and just call it a day <laughs> yeah, just drop it on there galaxy 2 or you just package it i know they already did the collection but just package it for real not remove it do mario mm-hmm. galaxy 1 and 2 just like pikmin 1 and 2 just mario galaxy 1 and 2 Okay. Bam, right there. 40 bucks. Yeah, Drop that'll it. do it. That'll work. Yeah. Brightburn says, what are your thoughts on uh, DC Extended Universe being rebooted? I think the DCEU was a toxic brand. It's not even uh, The Rock uh, could save it, and that's sad. And I watched the Flash movie, and that seemed confused, too. So that, was, that was not great. <laughs> <laughs> Every, although, the la- I, I will give him credit. The final cameo was fun, but otherwise, yeah, that was kind of a mess <laughs> so i i don't know it's reboot it and hope for the best i guess isn't uh 
they brought in what what's his name now right um shoot james gunn it'll all be comedy it'll be great he's doing it now dc right yeah he's doing he's he's rebooting dc so we'll see how that goes they're doing a new superman again so that's everything there yep we're covered let me go around here rand where can everyone find you uh yeah they can find me youtube.com slash randathor19 you know we got the podcast with jazz xbox 2 usually every friday it's kind of been wonky because of his schedule and his sickness so we got the podcast on monday but yeah that's where you can check me out thanks for having me on it's always good to be on with you're coming up on 100,000 subscribers right now too yeah yeah should be somewhat soon maybe in september it's, where are you uh, at now rand what, what's the count it's like 90 98 8 i think okay everyone in the chat right now go subscribe to randall 419 and tell him that i sent you go ahead Ooh. subscribe to randall 4 let's get him to 100k come on it'd be an yeah, awesome 100k guest. then i actually gotta do something on video which is Oh, is that is that camera camera reveal? Is that the camera thing? Reveal. If you okay, so if you get to hundred thousand subscribers, you, you're going to make a video on camera. If I get to hundred thousand, and then you invite me on the spawncast. The next time after that, I'll probably have to be. I'll have a camera. Oh, okay, wow. Rand, drop the link in the chat. Someone drop the link for Rand's channel. People yeah, it's also it. in the description down in the the panel description. But that might be hard if you're on mobile to get to right away. Uh, I'll drop it right there. <clears throat> there it is. So. Yeah, oh, I mean, someone says they would have been, been subscribed for years now. Mm. Well, thank you. Great Xbox podcast. Appreciate. Great Xbox podcast. You know, Jay, I, 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 I tried to super chat you again, dude, but they won't let they won't let dude, me give you I, any money. I know, man. It's they're, I know they're racist. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure. We'll I've never figure it seen out the error message. It's always this, this weird error message. This is ridiculous. Weird. I'm trying to I'm trying to be able to eat tomorrow. Okay, I'm trying to be able to eat, and I just uh, I'll say I don't know. I'm sorry about that, man. But thank you, man, for watching. I appreciate it. OJ, where can everyone find you? You can find me begging Rand for money. Um, <laughs> no, you can, find, <laughs> you can find me right here on YouTube, uh, Player Essence. Uh, I got some, I was at Nintendo Live all day, and I was also at the Pokemon Company International Headquarters in Seattle. So I'll be able to talk about uh, some stuff next week oh. about that. Um, I got a tour of their place and I'll have a video on Super Mario Bros. Wonder either tomorrow or the next day. I got Sea of Stars coming up as well, in addition to a bunch of other RPG uh, content and Nintendo stuff on the channel right now. So if you guys want to check out the channel, uh, it'd be great player essence right here on YouTube. But yeah, Super Mario Bros. Wonder video probably tomorrow and then Pokemon stuff next week. They let you capture any footage, OJ? They let me take pictures. Oh, okay. They they let me take pictures of the 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 their headquarters and it's just the marketing hand it's their international headquarters so I got to see a bunch of uh you know they have like everything dating all the way back to like the original like you remember like the the Pokemon Red Yellow and Blue like strategy guides and mm -hmm. stuff like that they have all of that in mint condition oh wow they have, yeah they have crazy amounts of stuff so uh, I did drop some pictures I got a picture with Pikachu. So uh, with this big old Pikachu. So um, I will be able to talk more about some other stuff uh, next week. I got to play. I don't think you guys are really interested in Detective Pikachu, but I, I can't talk about it until next week. So I uh, got to play that. And um, yeah, I got to play Super Mario Bros. Wonder. So yeah, I'm talking too much. So yeah, anyway, check out the channel, Player Essence. MVG, where can everyone find you? You can find me on YouTube at Modern Vintage Gamer. I've got a um, Starfield Impressions video that I'm going to oh. drop tomorrow. 
Uh, basically, nice. a lot of PC footage and just my thoughts and impressions of the game. Certainly not a review, but I also have a video coming out on Monday as well. So I've been pretty busy this weekend making content. And uh, yeah, check out the channel. Nate and I will have an episode out next week. We're, we're uh, going to record something here in the next day or so. Why? What's yeah. happening? Oh, uh, you know, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Wait, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening over there? I don't know. I mean, what's going but... on? They always Is pretend like they're like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, direct might become, who knows? Who knows? I, I, I didn't say anything about a direct, John. Nothing about a direct. <laughs> you, I didn't you just say, said something about a direct right now. You just said something about direct right now. John John said the word direct. I was just repeating what he said. That's all. You uh, just said it again. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, What about Sean? Find me on RGT Live and Extras. We're oh, are live. You live. You're live now. Yes, we're live now. I'm back. Like dual streaming. Dual, well, no, get get no, the copyright not, claim ready. It's, no. it's not dual streaming, but you know what? Just for that, now we are dual streaming. Getting the copyright going now. No, we're gonna dual stream. <laughs> okay. We're pulling down. What about uh? What about Evan? You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube at Kimrix Project for tabletop content and stuff. I stream Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. We usually got little projects we're working on over there. Evan. So yeah. Did you see my comment? Yeah, yeah, I saw you misspelled my name and I made fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did you misspell Evan? I think I called him even. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Because <laughs> I was typing at the convention and I did it quick and I was watching the video when I was eating. <laughs> I said, I've known this man for years, still can't spell my name right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you guys then. Fuck Mario.